Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foul Ball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well. I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. Another episode of the Culture Crime Fighters. We uh, take on cultural topics of the day, try to trash them, make fun of them, have a little bit of fun with it so that the world is not such a bleak and awful place. SJW comic people with oppression. <laughs> yeah. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host... Vigilante wins here on the 28th episode of the Culture Crime Fighters. And uh, we're joined by a comedian, Jay LaFar. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi, Jay. How's it going, my friend? It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a dream. Right on. Well, thanks for coming on today, my friend. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. It should, it, should be, uh, it should be fun. Should be a good old time. Um, so, just for the people who don't uh, know who you are, because we're trying to be more professional here and sort of introduce guests as, like, <laughs> yeah, as like real radio shows do. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Uh, Jay Lafar, a comedian uh, from New York originally. I live down in San Antonio, Texas now. Uh, travel quite a bit for comedy. I'm uh, been working as uh, well. I worked with Steve Trevino during COVID as one of his openers. Uh, conservative Mexican comedian uh, okay. uh, who now lives in New Braunfels and uh, also uh, I work uh, I work with a lot of people like I've, I've kind of made a choice now to where I would rather uh, I'd rather work with comics who are like-minded than have to get the stink eye from a bunch of pansies so Nick DiPaolo ah. who I'm, I'm his southern opener uh, so whenever Nick does theaters and stuff down here I, I work with him and it's surprising, it, and I'm, I, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus either, because it's surprising the number of comedians that I do know who are very big names, and, um, but, and they're very conservative. They're very, they lean right politically, and, but they, you don't know because they don't want to talk about it because they realized early on that this is an industry which likes to uh, lend itself to not liking America and being able to shit on America for some reason. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with comedy because comedians feel that you should never punch down. You should always punch up. And what, what country are you going to punch up at other than the United States? Because we are the greatest country on the earth. And, you know, you can argue against that, but you're a fucking moron because this is the only <laughs> country where people will, will mail themselves to or hide in the back of an airplane so they can get here. No one does that to get to Denmark. You know, no one, <laughs> No one does in all these countries that they claim are great, uh, especially the the Scandinavian ones now, which are just Muslim rape centers. So, but, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, they, if they could rethink that one, they would. But uh, you know, no one can be honest anymore about anything because then you look like a bad guy. But fuck it. Well, I was actually just going to ask you about that. So it's like something that, uh, like, I've tried my head to stand up. I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a stand up, but I, I have, you know, ambitions and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah, yeah. But like, part of what I like about doing this, and part of what I enjoy about stand up comedians and stand up in general, is the ability to speak your mind and like, be you know, say what you really believe and about the world. Like, yeah, you got to frame it through a lens and make it funny. You can't just, Duh. but it's like it yeah. does. But it does give you that freedom, and that's sort of that doesn't make any sense to me. Why there would be these comedians who just they they censor themselves? It's like, well, what's the point? Why are you even doing well, this? Well, because it's commercially uh, more valuable. Um, if you want to make money, honestly, like once you get to a certain level, uh, Steve Trevino told me one of the best things that any other comic has ever told me, as far as that goes. Uh, 
you don't need a hundred percent of the people to like you 10%. You need 1% of the people to love you a hundred percent. So what you want to do is you want to find that audience that's going to Mm -hmm. like you a lot. And they're the ones who pay $40 for a ticket, you know, and that's the audience that I'm trying to cultivate now. So when I do small, I do a lot of small theaters on my own where, you know, 250 to 300 seats and I can sell them out uh, because I'll, you know, we'll do some marketing and, so I used to be like, well, well, we could do $5, $10 tickets. And then I was like, you know what? These people will pay $20 or $30 to come and see a show. And they will be happy to do that because they're also not being talked down to. They're not being uh, having, you know, their values belittled. And and a lot of it comes to that because it's comedy got to a point where for some reason, you know, uh, you could go on stage and either shit on America or shit on the values that have made us a great nation mm-hmm. and then think that that is, you know, and, and if you're in a shit city like Austin, which I fucking hate, it's <laughs> a, a, a dirty diaper. Filled Tell us how you really drug feel. Drug addicts. Um, hey, let's shit in the open area where everyone walks. That sounds good. You know, it's not it's, a bad point. It used to be cool. 20 years ago when I first, you know, I, used I, be cool I to shit in open areas. areas? What yeah, they're homeless. They just poop wherever. They don't give a shit. They're terrible. Yeah, the best thing we I've can do with them is eradicate them like fleas and lice. But, you know, just go in, <laughs> have the cops go in and just trunch in them all until they leave the area. Send them, send them, you know, I don't know where you would send them because, quite honestly, a lot of people in Austin are fed up. And it was the business owners, too. It's funny because you hear them talking about it because they didn't do this a couple years ago. But now they're so fed up because it's affected their business. It's affected... Mm-hmm. Now, for big companies like uh, Google and Facebook and all that, the ones with a shit ton of money that can afford private security and all that, they don't worry about it. But if you're a local restaurant or an establishment, which, you know, has been family owned for 40 years, and then you're being pushed out of that market because people won't go into your location anymore because they don't want to have to step over, you know, dirty needles or, or human feces. So... It's just, and that's, that's well, not just Austin. That's any city that leans progressive. I was literally just going to say that because Cold Era uh, in the chat here says, uh, you're sure that's not San Francisco? And it's like- th- No, you're right, Cold Era. It is. It is. The- that's definitely a San Francisco thing too. Yeah. But Austin, Austin is becoming that because so many people from California have moved to that area. And um, and it used to be a great city. It's, it's still for live music. I think it's the best place in Texas to go for great, you know, there's so much good stuff there and it bothers me because I have a lot of great friends in Austin and a lot of people over the years, you know, we've kind of fell apart because of, you know, I'm very vocal about my love for this country yeah. and, um, and I know it's flawed, but I also, you know, you know, it's like if your wife gains a few pounds, do you leave her? Yeah. Yeah, you do, but not your country. You stay with your country. <laughs> you know, you can always find another way. Um, so and, wait, uh, so going, so I can't, yeah. Rap, so you are a comedian here in Austin. I've seen you here perform. I saw your headline. Um, now there was a comic there who told me and, and correct me if I got this wrong, but said that there was an issue with you and a lot of the local comics in Austin. Is that correct? Uh, well, uh, for a lot of them. Yeah. Because they're, they're super left wingy. And um, I was friends with a lot of them for a long time. And, and quite honestly, I respect, I respect a lot of them there. They, um, there's a, some of the funniest people in Texas uh, kind of make their way to Austin because it's a city. If you want to be seen, if you want to get into the Montreal Comedy Festival and you live in Texas, that's the city you live in. Because that was the city where you would get seen. If you wanted to get on uh, Jimmy Kimmel 
or onto uh, Conan O'Brien. That was a city that you would go to because uh, Cap City uh, was a club which had ties and connections which could get people that shot. And it did. And it helped out a lot of people. The problem is, though, and and a lot of people weren't like this. I don't know if you ever watched Tough Crowd. Uh, Yeah, of course. Tough Crowd. Right. Great show. Um, If you watched that back in the day when they had like killers like Patrice and Jim Norton and um, Jesus. David Tell. Yeah. David uh, Tell. Nick DePaulo. Rich Voss. You know, all these guys. And the thing about it was they all would speak their truth. And, and it was, and if, if you listen to it now, if you were to look at those shows now, they would never be allowed to do a show like that. And people and people on there who were saying like really kind of relatively base things. Like I saw an episode with like Sarah Silverman where I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with her take there. And now she's so far in the other direction. She's such a shock troop for this entire well, it's movement. Also Sarah sucks is a comic. And what she, she has funny. to be, she was funny. She, so the, She's, you know what? You can only go to them a hoary Jew so many times before, you know, you're like, oh, okay, we get it. You well, know, now she's just so cooked. It's like, you can't be funny if your entire, like, outlook, your entire existence is to be an activist. Yeah. Uh, you, you Activism can't be fu- has no impossible. place in comedy. No, none. None whatsoever. No. Very, and also very little even in entertainment kind of at large, because it's not really the point is to, you know, educate people or change their minds. It's to entertain them and show them something <laughs> Unless you're interesting. making documentaries. Now, right. if you're making, I get that. And as far as like musicians go, musicians, you know, I, I, I'm i a Grateful Dead fan. Uh, love hippie music. I love jam bands. Um, I love all that. And uh, what I hate are people who would now be can, can call themselves hippies because the hippies of yore, like the Allman Brothers, and the, they all had guns. Mm-hmm. And they all, you know, they, they went camping and they fucking, they fought, they fucked whores without condoms and, and, you know, did things that, you know, and they acted like they were rock stars. Look, if you look back at the 60s, 70s, early 80s, none of those guys, they'd all be canceled because they all sang songs about fucking 16 and 17 year old girls. Right. And now if they did that now, they immediately Twitter would blow up. Twitter is the most poisonous thing that's ever happened. To, to culture in, in the world, I think, because what it does is it allows people who have the most time to kill the biggest opportunity to silence the people who are actually reasonable. And that's why I I'm banned from Twitter. So I, I'm maybe a little bitter towards it, too. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much the only thing that I I'm still on a lot is Instagram. I'm not even on there. I don't even post anything really, but I'll pit, post pictures of vegan food and my cats and woodworking stuff. I do. Are you but a like vegan? Facebook, I was, I was for seven years and then I realized I'm not gay. And, uh, right. I like vegan food. I like vegetarian food. I like see, and that's the thing. I like a lot of that. I love yoga. I love, I love, uh, I like yoga pants. Pretty right. Good. Well, that's the thing about living in like these cities, because I I, I'm from New Jersey, too. I'm from the East. You know, and I I lived in New York City uh, for about five years and then L.A. for 10 and now Austin. So I'm just doing the running the gamut on these progressive cities. But the thing is, like what I do really appreciate about these cities is like is that kind of eclectic type of thing where you do have like an excellent vegan restaurant or like good sushi or a cool craft beer bar or like some weird CrossFit, you know, like I like that. I like being on the cutting edge of culture. The thing that happens now though, is that 
that comes with this burden of of this weird sort of political like Borg, like this conformity machine that just sort of eats and eats and eats and kind of goes after people who like are even think individually, let alone you go can't, after you, know, you, can't you can't think individually in that situation. And they don't want you to because like the thing is, I, I guess, see, I, I, people like to label you either a Republican, a Democratic, conservative or a progressive. But I'm probably like you and, and, and you know, a lot of people where I have values and ideas which which cross all all those boundaries because you know I I think America's a great country. I think we should be strong enough to kill every one of our enemies and if someone abducts a United States citizen, we lay waste to the region where they did and we kill as many of them so that they're terrified that we'll ever show our faces there. I have a problem with that. By the way, if you're not American, I don't give a fuck if you're dead. I don't. I don't care. If, I don't care. Oh no, we have Canadians in chat. Yeah, we have Canadians and English fans. Oh damn it! Sorry, them. Oh Canadians, Canadians, you can suck my dick. Always bragging about what a great country you have. Maybe if you had to pay for your national security, you wouldn't be such a bunch of uptight assholes. Because the fact of the matter is, Canada sucks. I lived in upstate New York, and I hate French Canadians. And I have family members who are French Canadians. They're he doesn't mean you. Girl. Fat men and women wearing the smallest bathing suits they can possibly find coming to Lake George, New York, and then never tipping anyone like they're Mexicans. Fuck those <laughs> Jesus, that was a lot of shots taken at a lot of different groups of people. Yeah, I don't really like anyone. They don't really like anyone. Well, I, at I, least I, you hate everyone equally, and we can. I do, true. and and that I'm very even-handed about that, about my Nash. And it's not even nationalism; it's just good old patriotism. It used to not even be a thing called nationalism it was you know what it was it was like you were raised to love your country and then to respect it above all else and then for some reason somewhere along the line now teachers have kids saying the pledge to a fucking pride flag dear god what's happening these teachers they're doing some crazy shit they got fucking preschool teachers talking to your kids about consent and gender identity that sounds fucking normal not yeah gender first of all uh, the left, which uh, I, I believe in science, do you? Then how yeah. is it that you don't know if a, it's a boy or a girl if it has a cock? Shut right. the fuck up. No, exactly. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating. It's like they'll say that until it's inconvenient for one of their arguments, and then it's like, well, actually, they'll quote some you know bullshit science. study from like a you know like a humanities division at some like incredibly woke university. Like that's not even close to a study. Uh, it's uh, like, by the way, any liberal arts degree is garbage. Mm -hmm. If you went to college and got a humanities degree, if you did anthropology sociology any of the ologies really outside of biology uh you're an idiot you're fucking you're a trust fund turd who really had no like i i have a political science degree and a master's in history right and i'm i'm i have no fucking idea what's going on anymore and people and i wasted those years because i should you know what i should have done i should have gone to i should have gone to school to learn how to do ac repair or did more in construction like i make I, I make yeah. more money, you know, from do, making cutting boards and selling them than I have from my political science degree. So, yeah, no, I have a sociology degree. It was a complete waste of money. It was like well, it was fun. And the girls you meet in those classes. They're no, like, no, they're horrible. They won't fuck anybody because it's like their whole their whole like their pussy is a tool of political, uh, you know, activism. So, no. Right? It's not that fun. Like you think you'd be around a bunch of girls. It's all. It's all. They're awful. Like that's. that's just, that but was that's if you believe that no really means no. 
So then, you know. All right. Well, I, that's a good point, I guess, Jay. But I mean, that was one of the reasons I left LA was I just like, I can't take these woke chicks. Like, I'll it's the worst. They're the worst. And they're so unfuckable. And it's like, it, like it's just either you completely agree with them and like they're like they're very self-righteous point of view it's yeah. like it's like it's like it's like they got let out of like some third world country and you're saying ah it wasn't that bad and they're just like fuck you yes it was like that's that's how they're looking at it like you know it's just like we just got let out of cages last month it's like stop you're the most coddled group of people in the oh, history of the fucking the world the legs and snatches you'll ever find <laughs> yeah fucking take a, a little... razor to that shit get rid of the tumbleweed bitch but the thing is i wish it, i wish it was just just like like the, those sort of like blue haired woke girls, but it's like it it's almost like it's every chick in her twenties. Like it, it becomes like, and it's just normal looking girls, but they're well, just. But these those are the ones. Feminists. Those are the vocal ones, though, brother. Because the reality is, there are a lot of women in the United States. Yeah, there are a lot of young women too, because the door's starting to swing the other way now. Because punk rock now is actually loving your country yeah. and and having respect for our culture, which is being diminished. Yeah, exactly. Null and void critical thinking is endangered. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There is so much like they don't want you to think, because if you do, if you go against whatever you're being spoon fed by the government, I love this country, but I fuck our government. The, the fact that we haven't risen up and killed every elected official right now follows my imagination. <laughs> that is not a point of view shared joking. by this. Uh, Illuminati, <laughs> please. I want to uh, wake up just tomorrow. Yeah, Jay, Jay's a comedian. These are jokes. I am These are jokes. jokes. And, and I love, yeah. But here's the thing. Patton Oswald in a special on a, on a fucking Netflix special talked about killing George Bush Jr. Do you remember that? No, but it sounds yeah. like him. Yeah, he I did. He's it. a fucktard anyways. He's just, you know what, though? And I like Patton. I like a lot of the stuff he does. I like the stuff he used to do. Ace Mr. Freeze. Ace Mr. Freeze, yeah. uh, he's just saying, hey, we're demonetized. <laughs> and that's you guys, do you get money from uh, the YouTube? Oh, we do. In fact, I forgot to bring it up, which is uh, very rude oh, yeah. of me. Uh, we rough, started off this a super chat. Yeah, one rough girl who's a viewer of the show sent us five dollars. Says it's four ninety nine. Thank you, one rough girl. Said us uh, sending pos- positive energy from Fort Bragg. I like rough girl already. I think yeah. she seems like a solid broad. She is. She is. And she she's is. based she as fuck. Fun. She doesn't play any of this social justice. Is she, is she military? I guess so. Yeah, I, I, I think she is. Yeah. Nice. Talk about it over there. nice. Yeah, God yeah. bless you, honey. Thanks for defending what little freedom we have left in. And this wasteoid. And good luck in this new military. My goodness. That's yeah. You know what? Yeah, you better be woke or 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 they'll fucking drum you out. Yeah. Because heaven forbid Ooh, you actually be able to defend us and not without being able to know what the reason was for the past wrongs that the United States did to the to the Algonquin Indians. <laughs> But in the military, like that used to be like a haven for right wing people, and now it's like that's that's woke. The military's right. woke. What? That, I Crazy. forget who the general is who tried on the reading list for the he he had some book about you know airborne nice yeah because yeah, she she's always talking about fucking jumping out of planes I'm like ah oh, boy fuck yeah. yeah oh yeah fuck yeah girl 101st is it at Fort Bragg I wouldn't know that's a little outside of my knowledge yeah if rough girl if you are in the chat or you know please let us know or watch the playback I don't know. I, I work uh, with a group called Humor for Heroes, so I do a lot of shows for military throughout uh-huh. the Oh, right on. Yeah, we do. Uh, we work uh, a lot with the Chris Kyle Foundation, yeah. and uh, we were doing stuff uh, back in the day. Jeez. Uh, 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 Fisher House in San Antonio, which is a place which allows families to visit while they're uh, while the soldiers are convalescing and stuff. It's, it's actually uh, 
the things I'm most proud of in comedy. Because the, to be honest, like I'm at a point now where I love, I still love doing stand up, and I, 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 I like, I like that for a, a good portion of the last 20 years, I was able to make enough of a living where I could actually, you know, pay my bills and kind of cover everything. Um, but all that aside, the best thing in my life has been being able to give back. My dad was military for a long time. Oh, right on. And so I, and I just have such, such respect. My uh, stepson is there, uh, is in the Marine Corps right now. Oh, no way. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, he's, he's uh, in Guam right now. So, and then he's going to come back. I'm not a hundred percent sure what he's doing, but uh, he's, uh, he, he's, he's a good kid. And, and I think that's the other thing is uh, we've told our kids to stop, trying to join the military because that's not a good option that, you know, it's better to go to fuck college, college, maybe one third of the people in college should be in college. And then what they should do, if you want to fix shit, it's a super easy fix, by the way, what you do is you get rid of any liberal arts requirement that a college has knock it down to three years because that one year of college is all liberal arts requirements. That's you true. get rid of them and you let people focus on a professional path. That way they're not in debt, but colleges don't care because they're money-making entities. Absolutely. They'd rather, they would rather see everyone broke. And here's the best thing that a college does after you've graduated, knowing you're broke, knowing that you owe 50, uh, 70, a hundred thousand dollars. Then what they do is they send you a letter so that you can, uh, you can donate to them. Those fucking yes, people. absolutely. And then, yeah. and then they have the audacity to to point out that the the student debt crisis is some sort of product of of like the government or you know the the the, the <laughs> culture at large. Meanwhile, it's the it's the exact system that they've created, and they blame like the, like America. It's like you, fuck. yeah, like, yeah. And that money doesn't even go to the uh, aforementioned Harry Snatch teachers. No, it goes to the administrator. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you know, they're still poor and pushing socialism and shit. So, like, all the administrators just pocket all this fucking money, you know, 100K per kid. And they're the absolute worst. And here's what they had the audacity to do charge you $500 for a college textbook that they use for two semesters. Right. Right. And then they create a new one instead of just selling an addendum to that book, which they could sell through the bookstore, but sell an addendum for any of the new shit, which is usually like eight pages. Sell that addendum for ten dollars. They can still make them. And like meanwhile, I don't know if they're aware of this this thing called the internet with all this cloud storage. It's a type of thing you don't need to pay for anymore because you can just get like you you know you get access it right on the internet. All kinds of information. They're like, no, 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 five hundred dollars for books, please. Oh, you're broke. Well, that's because the Republicans are evil. Yeah, it's like you fucks. Uh, Real quick, it's the war on women is what it is. Right. It's, it's, there's a there's a war on women. That's right. Yeah. And meanwhile, more more women in, in college th- than men. Uh, you know, like education itself is designed to to promote women. Men have more suicide, more uh, workplace deaths, more more uh, drug addiction, more depression, more everything. But there's a war on women. You're right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of women, though, and this is a this is a woman we love. Uh, the Islington girl said a five dollar Canadian Super chat. Thank you very much, the Islington girl. And she says, here's a tip to prove that not all Canadians are cheapskates or French, lol. A little hard. You know what, honey? If you're not from Montreal or Quebec, you're all right. But that area, I have I have, I have, have ties to it, and I despise them. Where I are you from? English. I think the Islington, England? 
right? I is think that... she's actually from England and in Ontario. If I my, believe mother's from, my mother's from Brighton. Brighton. Oh, no way. Yeah, she's, she's still not a citizen. No shit. Yeah, oh. she's been here like fucking 50 years. Still not a citizen. My dad was Mohawk Indian and my mother hmm. was uh, English. Really? Yeah, he's oh, a good. big old fucking Mohawk Indian, scary looking son of a bitch. Well, and, you, yeah, uh, I mean, you could use that to get work now, Jay. I mean, you're you know part what? Native. I, I actually BIPOC. thought about that because I have friends of mine who yeah. are who are Na- Native American Indian, whatever uh, comedians, and they use that. And they're actually, but the thing is, like, my sister looks like Pocahontas, and me and my brother look like Hitler Youth growing up because I, I had like blonde hair and blue eyes, and I hated Jews. So and you, right, oh, so yeah. I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> I kid. Oh. I kid. Come on, vigilante. I just want to wake up tomorrow. That's my. We've had like Cameron Pasha talk about the Mossad, and I'm like, just, just. Oh yeah. I just wake Don't up worry. Tomorrow. The, the Mossad are cool as shit. By the way, they hate everyone that America does, but they also steal our secrets. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're like. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say uh, Taliban light. They're, Taliban uh, light. Yeah, but they're they're, they're the they're the um the trial version of Taliban before you subscribe before you give the them beta the beta version the beta version the beta version yeah ah, exactly but um but I'm um someone pointed out I don't know have you ever seen this uh Jay um because I think you got a kick out of it uh red shirt asked uh where is it red shirt he said something about Guam and oh there we go he says does Hank Johnson know. Because uh, Johnson's afraid that Guam will tip and sink over. Have you ever seen that clip before? <laughs> I saw that. You I seen saw that, that clip? Yeah, that was funny. Vigilante, do you know that clip? I do not know that clip. Oh, oh. well, in that case, oh. <laughs> this is this is pretty Are you fun. Show the clip? Yep, yep. Hey. This is from a, I think a U.S. Oh, re- a representative, not a sorry, not a senator, just a representative uh, of uh. the uh, in the United States government. This is was a uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, and at its uh-huh. smallest level, uh, or, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small <laughs> island. A small island and about What'd you say, Vidge? I'm just laughing at Cole Air. He says the widest level because he's making fun of how he speaks. Uh, yes. Uh, well, yeah. I'm, I, I'd say that this, this guy's uh, master linguist is what I would call him. That's how I, I describe see. him as thus far. Brilliant, brilliant genius. Miles, mm. if I recall, long. <laughs> So 20, 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island, and about twenty, about twelve miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part oh of the god. island. Oh my god! And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that. Uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, wow. and capsize. 
This uh, <laughs> that is an elected official in the United States government. That's the same. That's, that's the same state, though, that elected Stacey Abrams. Okay, so let's let's not pretend that you know they they make good choices when they when they're looking at government. But I think this guy. I mean, yeah, he. I don't know how many congressmen. I think he's still a congressman. He's still a United States representative. You realize yeah, this, people this, do this that because they don't want to. They don't want to vote someone indifferent until they have redrawn the lines for congressional districts. But I mean, he thought an island could tip over, could sink. I don't want him in charge of anything. I don't want him. In, I don't want him to be the assistant manager at Staples. He's and he's, he's still the congressman there. Yeah, he's still a representative. Well, this is why we don't. This is, some okay, people will say, "Well, this is why you should vote," but no, this is why voting doesn't matter because, like, I'm not in that fucking whatever the hell uh, district, and it's like still. There could be a guy who thinks Guam is going to tip over, and he's still the district guy. Year after year, this has been a, probably a meme a long, a long enough time for him to get uh, booted out. But the people there say, you know what? Yeah, seven term rep. They oh, say, you shit. know what? Seven terms. Seven terms. Two or thinks, three terms ago, Guam will flip over in his fifties. Yeah, our guy said Guam will flip over, but you know what? He's still our guy. We're yeah. still running it back. Yeah, again and he- again. That, they voted for Cuomo's in New York State repeatedly, knowing that they were one of the most oh. evil families that have ever been involved. After the Clintons, one of the most evil families that's been involved in politics. Um, right now, I'm going to tell you, Cuomo resigned in New York, but if you don't think his brother is going to run you at some so? point for an office, you Fred are out of your mind because they are a dynasty and that's how they've made their money. That's how politicians get rich in office. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi right now is one of the wealthiest members in the United States uh, government. Yeah. Her, her, and she, she wasn't when she got in. The Clintons weren't when they got in. They were broke. The Obamas were broke when they got in. The Obamas were worth like 200 million now or something. Mm-hmm. And the Clintons. It's funny how that happens. Amazing. What well, it, isn't it Trudeau? Isn't now? Now I heard this from Ryan Long, the comedian. He's a Canadian comedian, but don't hold that against him, Jay. He's hilarious. No, um, I, I know, I know who he is. He is. Uh, I love that guy. Um, but he was talking about Trudeau, and apparently, his family is connected in like some sort of business that, like, he. Now I saw the speculation. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not accusing him of saying that. This is what I heard. Uh, but that, like, he would give his family or his wife's family like contracts, and was yeah. all like this sort of behind the scenes, just like basically he's in office to make himself and, fa- and his family money. And like, that would be it. ridiculous. That would be like our president's son getting paid hundreds of thousand dollars for paintings that a retarded monkey could have made. Right. Yeah. Or like being There's in charge of like power grids in the Ukraine or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like yeah, that. I mean, it, the politicians are, are by their nature shit. I think what what honestly, if you want to fix that system, what you do is you drop the pay down to whatever the average salary in the United States of a teacher is, and then you leave it there. And the president, sure, give them the four hundred thousand. That's uh, I think four hundred thousand dollars a year for the presidency. That's a fair thing. Uh, if you're yeah, a senator or, or a state representative. You know, they need to half that. And then once you're out of office, you lose all benefits. You don't get a retirement fund. You don't because once you're once you've been in office, then you're taking care of the rest of your life. Yeah. You get a pension and you yeah. have government health insurance that covers you for the rest of your life. The rest the fact of your that life. At fucking 
Ocasio-Cortez is going to be able to suck my blood for that many years just drives me to the point mm-hmm. of madness because yeah. she is one of the dumbest twats that has ever She might be the off. president one day. Yeah. President of my fan club, motherfucker. I'm telling you. Everyone just says, oh, she's stupid. I'm like, that doesn't matter. She's dumb. So, <laughs> I don't think she's... Our, think the current guy can't all. even, like, function. He's, he's demented, literally. That's a good point. And you think... That she, that a semi fuckable girl, is not going to be the president in like five years, semi. whatever it is. Gives me a semi. She, she's she's more than semi fuckable. She's actually an evil wife. Uh, did you see the? Video I didn't want to get a whole too much. No, credit. dude. Did you see the video where she's dancing like that came? No. Out? Yeah. She's super she was cute. younger. Yes, I mean she's got some more horsey fuckable. teeth and all that, but she's like she's she's undeniably like if you met her in your last call. You'd go, hey, what's up? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, I get that. Like, and then she's you know, aging, though, man. The politics, she she's starting to look mommish. Like, yeah. Aging, aging, aging. Yeah, yeah not yeah. Asian. Is she she's even thirty like, yet? She's I don't know. starting to look it, man. She's starting like twenty-eight. Well, look at Obama. Look at Obama when he went into office. He looked all young and vibrant. When he left, he was a fucking old man. He was Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, you know? I mean. I, I don't care. Government, you, government work does age you fucking fast. Yeah, there are a lot of people who get out of there looking good after they've gone in. And I imagine it's very stressful, but it's also, you know, they become wealthy. They become wealthy, and that's what pisses me off. You shouldn't I get eyes wide shut parties. I, I was actually watching this show I love called The Expanse the other night. I was like rewatching an old episode. What's and that? There, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Is it? Well, well I'm sorry, interrupt. No, it's what? fine. It's it's a science fiction show about uh, like 200 years in the future where we've kind of colonized Mars and the asteroid, like the asteroid belt. Okay. And uh, there's all these mining operations, but there's like these two, like three very powerful factions. And like Earth is sort of this bloated bureaucracy where every, like there's just no uh, work on Earth and everyone just lives on basic income. And then Mars is like this super efficient military science power. And then the outer planets is this kind of collection of like, poor miners all over these like little asteroid belts who kind of just barely scratch by a living uh and back on earth there's this one character and she's talking about trying to bring this guy in who was behind the scenes developing this really dangerous weapon that was killing like literally hundreds of thousands of people and she's using her power for as a un like representative to bring him down that has this great speech about uh you know what what she'll do when she finds him but then the way and she they threw in that little thing about the corporations think they have the power because we're all kind of sucking their dick to eventually get this like private payout down the road. And I was like, damn, yo, expand fucking base. That's expanse throwing that in there and like trashing like the way government and corporations are mixed together. I was like, that was really, I missed that the last time I watched it. That was like really right on the nose. I was like, fucking hey, good writing. Oh, it's colder. I have to check that out. I'm going to put that on my list. It's a good show. It's one of my favorite yeah, shows. I, uh, I've, I've burned through, like, during this COVID bullshit, I've burned through pretty much any show that I want to watch. So, like, now it's, like, left the, the great British baking show and shit like that. <laughs> and, um, like, um, Maggie, because she, you know, we haven't been able to watch it, like, Manifest, we watched that. Yeah. Which is, you know, good. And then, uh, what the hell's the other one? Oh. Walking Dead, which I'm re-watching with her because she never watched it before. And I like Walking Dead. And, uh, I belong to a zombie apocalypse survival group. Do you know? Which, 
Yeah, well, it's we call it. It's we'd all watch Walking Dead together for a long time, and we'd okay. go to the gun range. And like, I have guns, but they have guns, like yeah, like where mm. you know, bury them in the backyard type of guns type of stuff. Okay. And um, you know, like I believe you should have probably two thousand rounds of ammunition, you know, in your home. And and they're like, whoa, what if something happens? And I'm like, what? Wow. You know, they're they're absolutely batshit crazy, and I love them, but um we'll go to gun ranges. And so like, I get to shoot guns that I've never, never be able to even afford to buy. Sure. Uh, so it's, 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 it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of survivalist uh, stuff that they do. And there's like different people in the groove, you know, there's a couple of bankers, a couple of professors at UTSA, some, uh, you know, people who are, you know, weed dealers, you know, a little bit of everything. And then, and then me real diversity. Real yeah. Diversity. yeah. There, you go. there is actually, and this is a weird thing. Cause it, the group has like, you know, we have some black people, we have some Mexican people, we've got white people. We don't have uh, no, no people that I guess would be considered Asian. But, stop Asian hate. Well, yeah, stop they, Asian hate, yeah. No, I'm, well, Asians are my favorite people. They're the only immigrants who come here who actually make the country better, usually, because they bust their ass the whole time they're here. Hear that, um, Canada? You're worthless. You're not helping the country at all. <laughs> like, I love people from India. I love, and I, actually, I like Islamic people um, because I love their values. Hear that, women? No, I'm just joking. I think, I think Islam is conducive to conservative values more than a lot of other things are the problem is though they've been indoctrinated a lot of them to hate america yeah and well, and, and uh, but the ones who don't the ones who come here and who love this country they're the ones who are some of the biggest patriots and that's the thing about i think most immigrants is when they get here that first and second generation they are fucking killer because they come here and they love this country they get it they get yeah the they the, the ideal and the dream and it's the third generation that become the lazy assholes that become actually americans who well, then... i think it has to do a lot with this sort of school indoctrination that teaches oh, yeah. kids and people like to hate the country that they come from like uh you know, the country they live in like i've heard uh, you know the comedian chris de stefano yeah he, he makes this point all the time he's like when when they have somehow managed to make the american flag like a symbol of hate, right? Like if you, 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 someone has an American flag, they're like, oh, you must be racist or you must be hateful because you're representing the country that you live in. That it's like they're, they're working to destroy the principles that this yeah. country holds. Chris, nice job, Chris, doubling down on the cancel. Yeah. Because, yeah. He's, he was one of those guys, you know what? And they probably, after he started talking like that, is probably when then people started bringing up shit to try to get him canceled. He's um, pretty independent, though. He's kind of tough to bring down. Plus, he's super likable. And I think, like, overall, he is probably more left-leaning than anything because he used to do a show uh, with Giannis Papas called History Hyenas. I don't know if you ever saw that, but it's... Uh, no, I haven't. I mean, it's done now, but it's the episodes are great. Giannis but he was hilarious. Yeah, Giannis is great. Um, but they would go off on stuff like that, and they I could still feel like they, they landed left, but they ultimately, they were willing to intellectually explore it which I will give them more credit than like almost yes. any entertainer. And that's, that's the thing I will respect if you actually, but because it's so biased now, almost every, every com because if you're not biased and people should alert, you know, what's funny is Cosby. Cosby got out of prison, which yeah. you know, um, makes me laugh a little bit because quite honestly, he, no one said shit about him for years. Yeah. No one said shit about it. They, even though it was like the biggest open secret, 
in Hollywood in comedy that, um, you know, he he had like drugged women and done stuff. <clears throat> Pardon me. And then, but then he started talking like in a conservative tone about kids behaving better and fathers need to be with their families and stuff like that, which I honestly don't think is a conservative value. I think that's just a very American type of value to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also become something where the left has demonized, you know, a mother, father, family. Yep. And uh, not even I demonize is probably the wrong word for that. But they no, made it seem so right. it's not necessary for a family success, even though they devalue measurable it. thing says that the best family situation is a mother and father raising a child together. And then yeah. after that, way down the road is two dudes named, you know, Hank and, and Henri. You know who are raising the kid? Who no, loves the kid? Gender. Personally, I I would be less concerned about two men than I would be about like two like aggressive lesbians. Like, I got you. SJW lesbians. You know what I mean? Because it's like they have this sort of, especially if it's a boy. You know, they get like the potential, no the potential to raise him like with a very skewed view of the world. I think is more. I mean, I, I guess you're gonna get a shitty view no matter what. I, I, I yeah. don't. Tell, I'm not one of these people, but I do think it's like the studies are there and the nuclear family exists for a reason and thrives for a reason. There's you know, no there's reason, a reason why gender roles evolved over a hundred thousand years to what yeah. they were because they make sense. Yeah, exactly. They, they yeah. serve certain purposes for the greater tribe. Yeah. And that, you know, anomalies like people who had a mental disorder who decided that they were, I don't know what gender I is. Cause you're fucked up in the head. That's all it is. It's got nothing to do with, there being 79, there's two genders. There's male and female. If you got a cock, you're a dude. And then there are the people who were born with both because the same reason some people are born with their spinal cord outside their asshole. There's, it's just because some people get born fucked and, I mean, and it's I mean, sad. I've but, met people in my life that I'm, I believe they're genuinely authentically trans. Oh, I know trans, I know trans people too. And I've but met, that, I've, I've met some me, trans ladies over the years who, you know, if if they could keep a better secret, who knows? But <laughs> you trust them a little bit, but it, it's just the thing is like it's such a small minority of people, yet it it somehow is this like social conversation, constant social conversation, and then like it's spreading, and and it's like getting into like we're educating yeah. children on all this stuff, yep. and you're just like whoa, 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 whoa. what the hell. You know what? Because they don't do the real studies. They don't talk because they're not the Kinsey report, which came out in the 1960s, which is kind of pretty much led how everyone talks about sex and sexuality in the United States. Kinsey report came out normalizing homosexual and bisexual behavior. Kinsey was a bisexual man who liked to fuck other dudes. So, yeah. of course, he's going to say it's normal because you know, <laughs> he's, you know, if you're if you're jamming your dick and some guys, you know, turd burglar there. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna end up <laughs> saying, well, this is totally normal. I don't know why people are all over me about this. And then so, but then over the course of time, then you know, and I kind of I don't care what anyone does, but just be quiet about it. Have some have some self respect. Like if you're wearing a yellow thong banana hammock type of thing and dancing in a parade, you have a mental disorder. That's there should be a certain amount of where oh. There's kids here. I shouldn't behave that way. Bro. And I think people have gotten away from that shit. So here's the real mental disorder. There's now, and I, hopefully they're just like the like champagne liberals who write articles, but there are now a group of parents who are like, yes, I want to show mm -hmm. my 10, 8-year-old this guy in a oh. yellow, you know, behind a hammock thing, hammock thing. I want to introduce, they call it introducing their kids to kink. 
That's a thing now. Yeah. Like yep. in the liberal parent, you know, clout I've, book. To, I've seen pictures of it at the uh, at the parades where you just have a kid. They bring like, the kids to see the tranny fucking uh, book readings. Yeah. Know, yeah. Like, first of all, and, and like you said, you've no, you've known people who are general. I do, too. I, I know a couple comedians who are trans and um, I don't give a shit. You know, they're okay. they're nice. And yep. um, but also they don't do the real studies ever. They don't talk about the real things, which is, you know, they say, well, they have a much higher suicide rate. Well, then check them after they've had their operate. Does the suicide rate go down? No, it doesn't. No, it's still high. They also don't talk about how. You know, with homosexual behavior in the United States, you know, I, most people don't care. Most adults I know don't give a shit who you sleep with because they're too busy trying to get their own. But what I have found is that the people who are most vocal about it and the ones who are trying to push everyone into a way of thinking are the most annoying people that have ever existed. And, are and if miserable. they don't get their way, then they, they have to call you a homophobe or a yep. bigot or something. Because yep. once people start calling you a homophobe, a bigot, a racist, that seems to shut a lot of people down in the conversation. Because, well, I don't want to be called that, but I don't care anymore because I've realized that the level of what being a homophobe or a bigot, because it used to be if you beat up a gay guy or you're like, fucking fag, then yeah, that's a homophobe. And mm -hmm. I think that's that's terrible and you shouldn't do that. But if you're just like, the idea of two guys butt fucking each other kind of distasteful to you, then you're a homophobe. No, it's just because it's kind of fucking gross. Um, right. Quite honestly, I should admit too, two lesbians scissor banging and forming that suction cup with their hairy clams. That doesn't exactly turn me on either. So uh, I, I just think that we have to pretend though, that it's totally normal and it's the same and it's not. So. Well, it's it's gotten so far with using the terms like racist or homophobe or whatever that is, misogynistic, that it almost kind of makes whatever the person, like whomever the target of that slur is, I'm like, oh, well, let me hear what they actually had to say, because I bet it was just a normal speech thing that they have an issue with. Like, I'm almost right. like, oh, I probably agree with this person because you have deemed anything that's outside of your realm of what's acceptable to say as one of these labels. So now let me let me hear what he's got to say, because I bet I. I bet it's probably more, way more reasonable than you're painting it as. And a lot of times it is. I mean, sometimes it is like, you're like, oh, Jesus. But most of the time, it's just like there's this guy who just got fired from the from the um, the Jeopardy job. His name's Mike Richards. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. You saw that. And like, so, uh, but like, if you go and listen to what he said, literally all he did was asking a woman on clarification as to whether she'd ever taken a nude selfie. And then like. I can't even remember. It was the most benign stuff, but they may, they say it was like sexist and, 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 you know, whatever racist or whatever. And it's like, it was, it was none of that. So it's like, you hear that and you're like, Oh, well then you mu it must be bullshit. Like if you yeah. use those words, it must be bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's gotten ridiculous. Nice. By the way, we have a generation of horror women who have no respect for themselves or, or their future because they're a whole generation of TikTok and, and fucking Instagram pigs who go out and they wear a thong and they shake, they twerk. And then, and then they're like, I'm just being so you're whores. And, and you need to stop <laughs> doing that because no decent man is ever going to love you. And your kids, when they see that video, which is now on the internet forever, right, they're going right. to be like, Oh, you had, what's an only fans mom. Like, well, <laughs> back when I was in college, I needed money because I didn't want to be a waitress anymore. So what I did was I showed my pussy to everyone on the internet for $5 a month. Oh, Really? Five dollars? That seems kind of low. Yeah, well, I wanted to bump it up, but I was running a special until it shut us <laughs> down in 2021 because of the misogyny and the male patriarchy or whatever bullshit they're going to spew on their kids. 
How about this? How about having self-respect? That's why I said I like Muslim women. They keep it covered up, and then they detonate somewhere. It is a weird. I swear there is something about the she the sexuality about there is something about the sexuality now. Official. Like a, a lot of women that like I've hooked up with, it's like wow, they're like really fast to getting to like like very dirty sexual stuff like on the first night, which is like nice. That, well, yeah, but. I'm 36, so it's like I've been, you know, dating for 20 years, and it's like it was. This is a, this is a change. You know what I mean? Oh, you, for sure it is. It's you know, different. like you had to talk women into this shit. Now I'm like a little bit like, oh hey, like I'm not like that. Like slow down, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? <laughs> a, big, a finger in the ass. Like that's something for the second date. At least, you know what I mean? Like, let's just, I don't know, let's make out for, God, I don't even know you. What, do you think I'm just going to sleep with you? <laughs> we have a little too much to drink, Missy. And I yeah. think maybe we should put the brakes on this right now. You and respect you could, my body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what, what do you mean by pegging? <laughs> she's already got it ready to go. She's got like in a fanny pack. Zip. She's just, she's and just I'm used like, to this. To do with this. And then... <laughs> Oh, oh, no. when's it my turn? <laughs> Daniel, shut up. Oh, the my dog's dog's very oh that's the dog's name. Somebody asked about it. Daniel. Oh, nice, Daniel. Nice, nice Daniel man. Hey, puppy. Hey. Oh, what a cute pup. Oh, he's an asshole. He's the worst dog in America. Oh. <laughs> Tries to bite everyone. Really? He's kind of a big dog. He's a, a shepherd terrier mix. And, um... Yeah, he's 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 actually what I like about him is no one wants to come to our house. So because uh, he is just so aggressive and he tries to bite everyone at least twice. But then here's the thing. After he's almost bit you a couple times, then he wants to just, you know, like lay on you and like roll on top of you type of thing. He's that, marked you as a human after. after yeah. Right. But what he does, what he also does is we have a kit. Well, we had a kitten. Now it's a cat. But we had the cat, uh, kitten Reagan. And as soon as you brought that kitten in, I was worried because I thought he was going to tear it to pieces. But he just went crazy and just was licking him and cleaning him like he would his, you know, a puppy or his own baby. And now the two of them are like best friends and they just play all day. And it's it's nice because the other two cats want nothing to do with him. They're like, hey, just chill out, Dick. And but the the Reagan is and it's kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, we just got one. That's good. Yeah, but uh, um, what was I going to tell you guys? Uh, oh, uh, but yeah, get, getting back to the lack of talking about the, the these hoes. Yes, yeah, these stank, these stank ass hoes. These stank uh, ass hoes. Yeah, the uh, I honestly think that there's that's the new thing is women who are showing more respect for themselves and trying to to not sexualize themselves and i think that's the thing with kids we shouldn't sexualize children kids shouldn't even know about sex until they're you know 10 or 11 and they have you know their brother or sister say yeah well so i got a girl pregnant by you know i kissed her you know that like right. where you get all the misinformation like yeah. back in the day but now kids they and i think a lot of it's the internet too because if your parents don't put blocking in type of uh you know, uh, some type of safety net on there. Kids are going to find out all this shit anyways. There's yep. just, yeah. you know, you can find Pornhub. Just if you Google, if you Google something. Oh my God. Google you know, is the, I mean, that's Pornhub what I use. Pop up. Yeah. I mean, you can find anything on Google if there's no restrictions on it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's crazy. Cause I mean, when I was a kid, like we did find like my buddy, he was like, kind of like very computer literate. So he had a bunch of porn. So when oh, we were right. like 12, 
we would like, I remember we would go play basketball, go to like the candy store and then go. Yeah, to but his it probably house. took so long to download it. Yeah. And none, of, like, and none of us had it. It was just was him. Porn. I didn't have any, none of my friends. He had it. Like he was like somehow. Yeah, we had porn because we shoplift fucking we and Hustler and Penthouse right. magazines. Yeah. Store. My buddy would go in and he would steal a bunch of them while we kept the store owner uh, busy. And then. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but you know, it's just being factual. Yeah, being a kid, like what are you yeah, gonna do? Yeah, being a kid, and we'd get, and so we'd have stacks and stacks of porn, and then eventually, you know, uh, they would you'd have to get more because everyone would have run their course with them. And uh, uh, now, now, like, and that was it though, because there were like, if you wanted a video, you'd have to find a videotape of pornography and play that, but you'd keep it hidden, you know, in the attic yeah. somewhere. And now you you don't have to on your phone, you can find more filth. Than I ever could have as a child, and oh, I think yeah. that that messes up how men look at women, anyway. Hundred percent. You know, I I honestly, I I just it, it kind of disgusts me, and I I look at pornography every now and then. Sure. Um, you know, if if I'm bored or, or whatever, but I also like fucked up weird shit, and mm-hmm. and you know, then I'll I'll find that just because I think it's funny, because yeah. it no, does, I- it doesn't turn me on at all. I just. <laughs> What? Oh, dogs! I get. I think the dog's trying to snitch on you. Maybe like. No, yeah, um, like he is. Shit. He is um, chewing on a big bone, and I think uh, it probably was sharp and cut his tongue because uh, he's an asshole. And uh, we get in these things at Pet Pet Smart, and then what he does, it he tears everything apart. Um, so he can't have toys. We get bark boxes for him because they have like indestructible toys that he can chew on for a month but now we have a giant thing of dog because my my wife got it and ended up has uh so we've had it for a year and a half and they send like four toys a month so now he has a big bowl which he just leaves them strewn all about the house he's actually like i said he's a terrible dog but Mm -hmm. i like the fact that no one comes over so it's kind of a win but it's also he's just such a pain in the ass um i but that's why like my my girl is very she's modest Mm-hmm. I mean, she's freaky, but she's modest, you know? So like when people meet her, they'd be, Oh, she seems like such a nice girl. I'm like, yeah, that's what you think, you know? Yeah. And, but, uh, but she's, well, that's what I think. That was kind of what I liked. I liked building into being freaky. Yeah. Like I, you know what I mean? Like if we're 69ing on the first date, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, God damn. Like I just met you. You know what I mean? Like, I, now, I don't even remember your time, name. So, like if you're drunk and you meet a girl and your express purpose was to find. Yeah. You know, to, to get some trim then you're like oh okay but if it's if it's just you know you're thinking oh this is such a nice girl but then you get back to the house right you don't want to pursue anything with that because you no. know that you're not the first guy that she's done that with right and it's, it's, it's also it's just like you're just like wow like I don't know. I guess like the older I get, the more I wasn't like when I'm when you're when I was a kid. Like, of course, I want to fuck right now. But like the older I get, I'm like I kind of want to like just slow down a little bit, just sort of like get to know you before I jump into bed with you. You know what I mean? Like if I'm trying to date you, like I want to know that that's part of your mo. Yeah, like yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like if like if in between now and our next date, you've had like four new dudes, like I, I'm I'm kind of out. So can you just kinda yeah. just that's show me a little restraint? These girls are putting up Will Chamberlain numbers. I don't know where you guys have been. They belong to the streets, man. Fucking Will Chamberlain. Belong to the streets. Uh, Jennifer Cisco. Hi, Jennifer Cisco. Sent me a $3 super sticker. Thank you very much, Jen. Uh, You can't see it, but it is a cat. It's a kitty. It's a kitty. Thank you, Jen. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Jen. Jen's been a... 
was telling us to flush the condo. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Shout out to Jen. No, no. I was just say, uh, just Jen's been a fan of my channel for a while. It's like since I pretty yeah, much started doing the Expanse stuff. Very supportive. Yeah, so, indeed. Mean, total indeed. crossover concepts. And yes, there is a doggo, Jen. A little doggo. Doggo, Jen. Thank you so much. There you go. Um, Jay, so we are approaching an hour. Nice whole thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to get rocking and rolling here in a second. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, where can uh, where can people find your stuff? Or do you have any shows coming up? You like? To oh, I do. I'm, I'm going to be at the Looney Bins in Oklahoma City the oh, okay. second week of September. Uh, the third week of September, I'm at the Looney Bins in Little Rock, Arkansas. Right, right on. Uh, and then um, I got some uh, next week. I will be at the Main Street Bar. In, uh, on Wetmore Road in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I've got a couple of uh, other shows come up, and I'm 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 uh, getting back because like for most of COVID I, during 2020 to 21 through that period of time, I think I only did like 30 shows altogether, and I was used to doing 300 sets a year for you know like 15 years, and right. um, and I. Uh, I've written, you know, I've written new material and stuff, but like the problem with new material is that you actually have to work it out. And so you have to go to a, like a bunch of open mics and stuff like that. And so now that's getting, getting, I'm getting back into it and uh, trying to get back into, uh, you know, performing as much as I can. Cause that's honestly what I really like doing. And I had a, I had a podcast I was doing for, uh, Hey, thank you, Lord yeah, Thoth. Lord Thoth says that was the best brutal truth I've heard in a long time. Hail Jay. <laughs> he is Canadian, though, so you got to, you know. You know Thoth, Thoth is Canadian, that's true. That's a, you know, if he's a Lord Thoth, though, is he really Canadian? Oh, yeah. he, he, I mean, he's, he's so a British, then. Egyptian god. He's a Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So you you were saying, did you, do you have a podcast that people can I did. It was called, uh, this podcast is canceled. Okay. But, but uh, I stopped doing it, and then someone took the name of it and started doing it. Ah. And then I was like, "Oh, okay." So I'm gonna I'm starting a new one up, and uh, it's basically a cancel culture type of shit. Okay. And, and uh, just with the week, whoever that week was canceled, and then and then uh, you know just ch -ch a little similar, probably to what you're doing here, where you're because you're talking a lot about uh, the culture, which is just shit now. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I also have faith. I have great faith in America as a nation. I think that every time the door slides one way too far, then people tend to push it back the other way a little far. And then, but most of us are kind of um, in the middle area for the most part, but they're also not the ones who get hurt ever because uh, people who are super right, like, like, this is what makes me laugh when all those left-wing twats are like, well, <laughs> are, are, do you want to denounce white supremacy? And it's like, no one, I don't know of anyone that thinks, like, there's maybe 5,000 Klan members in the United States, and everyone thinks they're a joke. No one really thinks white supremacists are anything, and they don't have any real power in the United States. Um, do I think there's a bigger threat from, you know, progressives? Fuck yeah. Because progressives are insid insidious. They, they've worked their way into society and made people believe that we're a racist or a bigoted country, where every fact would lead people not to believe that. Because if we're a racist country, we're doing it real wrong. When we elected a black president, when we, when we have people in this country, 
We're the only country that fought a war, Republicans, by the way, the only country that fought a war to free slaves. And, and the only place where slavery still exists is where slaves originally came from a lot. So mm -hmm. we, we keep pretending all this shit, but no one addresses the real issue. And the real issues in this country is that we are a country made up of a ton of different types of people. We get along pretty well, yeah. but you don't hear that ever because that's not good news. Um, anytime, you know, someone gets murdered or anything, if there's a white person who did it, what they like to do is highlight that because that helps with it. Now, like Austin, when that guy murdered someone up there, the oh, yeah. police... They said, well, we don't want to we don't want to make it racial because we don't want to enforce the stereotypes. It's like that you just did. You don't want to report on facts is what you're saying. Yeah. So you're talking about and, and like I said, most of the black people I know in the United States are hardworking. You know, a lot of them are military people. I don't know a lot of shitty black people because I don't know a lot of shitty people. I don't associate with. Cards. The only ones I do are comics, and I don't even like most of them. I think most of the comics are bags of shit because most of them are virtue signaling cocksuckers. A lot of them are, man. I see that a lot at these open mics around and, here where I'm like, you basically are just speaking your politics. That's not a joke. Oh, yeah, it's not. And it's and that's that's the worst part. Like, I talk a little bit about like not a lot though. Like, I'll talk, I'll talk from a like a, a right or republican viewpoint on maybe two jokes in my mm -hmm. hour, but uh, mostly it's just me yelling at the audience and telling them that they're a bunch of pussies. Um, I saw yeah. that firsthand. Yeah, it was fun. That was yeah. a fun show. Yeah, it was yeah. great, man. It was great to see you. And it was great having you on, dude. So uh, do me a favor. When you get off, dude, uh, just uh, send me your dates so I can plug them in the channel and I'll put them on the uh, the description. Oh, thank so you, man. Good. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Great meeting you. And is it? Do you have a site or, or vigilante? Vigilante. Vigilante. Like vigilante. I like Basically, vigilante. Yeah. That's so much more ethnic. Vigilante. But, <laughs> I, vigilante. People have pronounced it that. Like, but vigilante, that's like man. It's so nice meeting you. Um, and uh, guys, thank you so much for having me on the show. Nice and you, let's, let's hope this is a, a much better year for everybody, okay? And I'll yeah, see you yeah. later. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on, Jay. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Appreciate it. Bye. And, uh, does he have like a, a website or Instagram? Uh, he does have Instagram. I know he's Jay Lafar on Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice place to get all you said i know you'll put it in the description but just for anyone watching the kind of like, yeah right, i just want to know absolutely yeah so uh, yeah that was jay lafar uh comedian out of texas uh new york guy like he's on uh, instagram you can check him out there uh and i will be reporting on the dates uh that he's like you know that he says he's going to be doing we'll put them in the description so if anyone wants yeah. to in the uh san antonio or oklahoma area yeah I think yeah one in little rock too so basically you know the whole i don't know what you call that south, south. It's south not really east? west, southeast. I don't know, mid south, south, mid south, maybe. Yeah, maybe mid south. Yeah, right on. But uh, yeah, that was great to have him on. So now it's just yeah. me and you, Vich. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. Yeah. Did you want to talk <laughs> about uh, the coof just destroying the movie industry again? Um. Sure. Yeah. What? Which uh, angles is is this? Yeah, Jay did rock. He uh, had a lot, lot, lot of cool stuff to say. Yeah, I'm glad you guys appreciate it, Jay. Yeah, he had some some aggressive takes, but that's why I like him. That's why I, I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, just a little. I, I, I just hope two. again with all our guests. Like, if we could just wake up tomorrow, that would be good. That's it. I want everyone to be able to speak uh, their minds, um, but I also just want to continue doing what I do on YouTube to, and and living. Go, out, go to way of uh, Mr. Antivirus or he who did not uh, 
such and such himself. But all right, Top Gun Maverick. This I'm, this movie's finally coming out, and then now it's not. Yeah, which is a bummer, man, because I wanted to see that. Although I think the my most anticipated movie, as far as I know, is still scheduled for this month, and that is the masterpiece or the the what perceived masterpiece in the Karen movie. Is uh, supposed to be still be coming out. Come out in a few days, I think. Yeah, God, I hope so. I cannot wait. I gotta, I gotta cannot wait today. Oh, how do I need to be able to see it? It says September third. Oh my God, that's oh, in two days. Wait, it's oh, it's gonna be on BT on the fourteenth. Oh, I need to. How do I? I gotta be able to see this. Like TV. It's, it says BT. Two thousand five. I know. I have to oh. watch. B- I haven't watched BET since probably like 2005. Is AJ and Free going to be there? I don't watch BET. I don't I know. Guess. I guess maybe there aren't like, maybe it's not going to be in theaters. Fuck. That's a- all it says is BET on the 14th. Damn it. It's got to be streaming somewhere. It's got to be. I got to get, I got to get like the wake down to help me out with this. Yeah, this might. <sighs> we got to get a, a little copy of it or something. Yeah, man. Oh. <sighs> That looks awesome. I'm going to play those terrestrial TV like it's the 2000s or the 90s or some shit. I know, yeah. right? What, you, what year is it? BT is still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, a lot of networks are still a thing. Fucking. I guess. Yeah. I know. Oh, God. It looked amazing. It looked amazing. The hype's, the hype's died down from that. I mean, it was that initial hype. I think they got so embarrassed. Yeah. I think that's what happened is because the, the the people they thought were going to agree with them were like, oh, no, this is terrible. Like, not only are you ripping off Get Out, like, this is like, this isn't good. Like, this looks so, it's like such a bad, like, it'll probably just hurt the movement more than anything. So they're like, oh, no, get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, too bad, yeah. though. Yeah, Coder, that's what we're talking about, the Karen movie. It's a BET movie, mm-hmm. but it's not like. I don't know. We don't know if it's streaming. We don't know how to find it. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, if the wait down gets back to a computer, he can probably yeah. find it. He's a he's a nifty guy. Um, you know, that but, movie was almost like a church movie for woke people. You know how church movies are really like bad good point. and poorly that's made and like, yeah. like a really on the nose from... abortion movie. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's actually a movie that I watched years ago that I, I it was very unsettling it was a movie called palindromes and it was essentially an out uh, an anti-abortion movie then it was like this woman's played by like three different actresses and is really disturbing because it just it, it made like the worst it just had like the worst of um i don't know it was a very disturbing movie like now i'm thinking about it, i don't want to talk about it I'm just like ugh, don't. <laughs> but it's just one of those movies that was just so heavy-handed with the like the message it was very disturbing yeah um but uh, anyway, so this news just came out today. So I guess uh, the Koof surge uh, is making a lot of, I guess, because in the, like, the Koof surge, they're not making money in the theaters yet. So they don't want to blow their wad on these big, these big movies that like are pretend that they're hoping to be like billion dollar movies, like when people aren't going to the movies. So, yeah. It says Paramount is delayed. It's Tom Cruise, Tent Poles, Top Gun, Maverick, and Mission Impossible 7 amid a surge of the blah, blah, blah. Top Gun, Maverick yeah. will now open in theaters May 27th, 2022. God damn. Instead of November 19th, 2021. While another cruise led adventure, Mission Impossible 7 will debut on September 30th, 2002, instead of May 27th, 2022. Wow. That's awful. Oh, and. That's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, go. 
No, I was just going to say about fucking that Top Gun Maverick is something that's been in the works for so long. Why? And I've just been wanting to see, okay, is this going to be good? Uh, but go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, no, I'm I'm with you, man. It's been a long time coming. And Snow, Snow to Purpose said you could care less about Tiny Tom and his movies. Like, I'm with you, except, look, he's a charismatic guy. I, I enjoy, like, when he's not being really weird, like, I love The Edge of Tomorrow. You know, The Color of Money is a great movie. I mean, the original Top Gun, even though I'm pretty sure Tarantino's right and the entire thing is about homosexuality, it is a fucking badass movie. <laughs> like, you know? So it's like, yeah, Tom Cruise was a good guy. He just got a little weird and wacky, and then we all learned about it, you know? So you kind of got turned off by him for a while. But, I mean, look, yeah. I definitely want to see the new Maverick movie. I thought it looked cool. Um, yeah. and, it's not, and now, I mean, the thing is, how long is interest in this movie going to last? Like... When when we got the teaser, it was like, ooh, fun. And now it's like, we got to wait another year. Wasn't that, te- I mean, they've, wasn't there an original trailer like three or four years ago? Like a teaser? Was or it that long ago? I thought it was like, I thought it came out over Koof. I think they did like a recent one too, but like there was like one before that. Let me see. Chat, please correct me if I'm, I'm making shit up. Don't let me make shit up just because I'm black. That's not right. Ah. Um, but no, I, I think there was like, or something. Announcing this for uh, uh, like a while ago, um, but Top Gun yeah, official I, I, Maverick trailer. It says uh, two thousand. This came out twenty nineteen, July eighteenth, twenty nineteen. That's a oh, really that's long time. Long. Yeah, but that is a long time. But three years, three years between your trailer and the release of the film, that's way too long. That is way too long. That is way too. Yeah. So then twenty nineteen. Yeah, that that is twenty nineteen. I think we were talking about this before the show. That's like a totally different era of humanity. Yeah. Like when we were young and innocent in 2019. And look, this isn't even a trailer. This is a, I mean, like, it's not a teaser. Sorry. Like, I'm looking at the trailer right now. Like, it's not even a, te- it's a full on trailer. Like, Ed mm. Harris is back. Tom Cruise is back. Like, it's, it really has the same feel of the original movie. Like, it's telling you that this movie is going to come out. And, you know, like, obviously, Paramount has changed the, um, the title of it and says, yeah, official trailer 2022. Like, that was the plan all along which obviously it wasn't, but yeah, like three years between a full trailer and a film release is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Even for like the older times of like the eighties and nineties where it took a while. Mm -hmm. Like that's a long time. That's wild. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's not like these, these studios also own media organizations that scared the hell out of people about a disease or anything. Cause Mm. they would make this, Mm. Hmm. A bit awkward. Um, you might say they get what they deserve for you know going into the fear porn business so heavy and hard. But anyway, but I mean because that's not the case. Um, it's sad because I'm I'm part of me is also not just wondering if it is the coof and the fear of the coof. I mean, you do have a couple of movies that made some some decent money, but like I, I can't help but to wonder if they incentivized us to like not prioritize theatrical release movies by like giving so much away for free it, it goes back to the the horror comic we were talking about women being whores you're giving so much away from free you make everyone uncomfortable well so like the past year and a half you've been able to stream stuff on disney plus or hbo max or a lot of these other platforms that would have normally been on the theater so you're so used to oh a new movie's out i'm gonna watch it at home you know, I think I think there's still an, an experience of the movies, and there are people who want to go to the theater, want to go out, 
But I think a lot of people have just not only been scared out of the, the theaters, but just have been habit, ha, you know, I don't know, made of a, a habit, made a new habit of watching new movies at home. I mean, I got to the point well before the coup that I was pretty much out of the habit of going to the movies anyway. Yeah, like, a lot of people were. A lot of it, I mean, I would see the big movie. You know, I'd see yep. Endgame or whatever. You know, I would see that. But like, and that would only be if it's something I really wanted to see. Like, I wasn't rushing out to see every Marvel movie at all. And mm-hmm. like, it, it got to the point where it's like, yeah, like I, I, like I didn't really, I don't really miss it. But because the reason was, it, I never felt like there was anything coming out. I never felt like the movie industry was like the way the movie industry used to be, where you, there was always something, you know, you'd always go see something fun. There's some new movie this weekend. You want to check it out. It's like everything became like, even without wokeness, just uninteresting. Yeah. And so it's like, I've been, con- I've been trained and conditioned to not want to go. And now that there's no, you know, it's just streaming and I can get just as much content as I want at home. It's like, yeah, why, why bother? Why go? Yeah. I mean, I, I think with what I saw, okay, Fast and the Furious made like actually good money for, like, I think they made like 700 million worldwide, something crazy. Like that's that. more, that's a recent one. The recent one that came out in the cool era. It was before the Delta business got going, but it was a, it was a movie that oh, came out that was, and it made pre coof. Okay. No, no, it was, it was, it was during the coof. Okay. The last one. There was a 10 or I don't know. The one with John Cena. It was, it was like 2000. Dang, it was, uh, I want to say, May this year, I want to say, or like April. It was in between where people were just starting to just like start to get back to normal, and it was kind of just hit right then at that time, like a few weeks before Black Widow. I want to say, wait a second, Um, sorry. This I just opened up. Are these numbers correct? What am I looking at? It says I I opened up Box Office Mojo. And for Black Widow, it says two billion. That can't be right. Okay, how can that be? That's, there's no way it made two billion. Is that like in yen? I have <laughs> no, like maybe in yen. It says if I'm reading this right. I mean, I I think I am. Like, it okay. says two billion. Right? Is that not two billion dollars? Hold on. Oh, I'll see. Did I lose you, bitch? No, I'm still here. Something because that's not eleven bit. That has to be million. It has to be like. But that can't. It can't be two million dollars either. It doesn't, it doesn't but, look like 200 million. So Okay, because Endgame didn't make 11 billion. You know what I mean? Something's like not the, like maybe this this website is just not helpful because like it says Variety reported that Black Widow made 60 million on Disney Plus and 160 at the box office. Okay. Then that was reported about a month ago. A little a little less than a month ago. There's no way in that time it made another 800 million dollars. No. There are 100 oh, but- sorry, 1 1 billion 800 so what is this number? Okay, now I'm looking at what currency is that in? <laughs> it cannot be I US. Can't, these numbers don't make okay. any sense to me. Now I'm all right. I'm about to share what my what I see on black, um, uh, black little box office mojo. I, I'm I'm gonna I don't know how my search did something special. 
I don't know, but here's okay. Here's what I see. And this is just a worldwide and um, your shit. And it, Hi Mom, if you don't know, that's a Chinese movie. It's like one of the biggest movies in China. Oh, actually, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, actually, the biggest movies are because you see the Detective Chinatown Three. I think that's also a Chinese movie. So this is this year. This is twenty twenty one. Got the Fast and the Furious. Like I said, around seven hundred million. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong almost made five hundred million. Holy smokes! Wow. Um, that's all. But look, it's only a hundred million domestic. Only hundred million. Yeah, not that much. That's domestic. all foreign. Yeah, mostly foreign. Black Widow, uh, 370. Okay, so, oh, so I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know. That, that, that was wild. That was weird. Oh, yeah, and it says 180 domestic, 110 foreign. What's the top domestic? Now I'm just trying to reorient. Oh, shit, what did I do? Black Widow's actually one of the top domestic movies. How about that? And almost 200 million. Well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, it's a Marvel film. Like there's nothing else coming out. Like she's a beloved character. That makes sense. Yeah. And F9 made less than that. Wow. Yeah, domestic, but way but more a foreign. A lot more foreign. Wow. That's why. That's why John's uh, Cena was apologizing to Chinese. That's a good point. And you know what, dude? Look at the Quiet Place. Is really just behind those two movies. At Twenty million below. I bet yeah. you the 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 budget of the Quiet Place Part Two was nowhere near F9 or Black Widow. I bet you it was uh, wasn't either, and uh, you. That's probably why we're going to get a Quiet Place Part Three. Did we just I get wonder... rated or something like that? We had like eight people, and now all of a sudden we have seventeen. Hi, everybody! Welcome. I was just hey. like, what's going on. Appreciate everyone who showed up. Love you guys. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and this is just revenue. This is not profit because this is not right. after. This is not considering budget. This is not considering it's just revenue. P&A, and then yeah. with these budgets, I mean, something. Think about Black Widow. They they, they got to count that marketing budget twice because remember it was all marketed last year. They had it on fucking Mountain Dew and all this other shit last mm-hmm. year. Good point. Yeah, that's happened. a good point, dude. And then you got to restart that whole business all over again. So oh. I mean, they probably just uh, you can't even say made your money back because you don't get everything from foreign, especially from uh, China. You don't get as much. Have you heard anything? Anyone talking about free guy? I I have heard something. Yeah, you know what? I've heard like you know people talk about it just because it was kind of a surprise hit. And as you can see, it's actually still you know one of the top domestic movies. Yeah, I didn't honestly know it was even out yet. Like that's kind of how mm-hmm. like poor their advertising is because I've seen like a yeah. few, but I didn't know it was already out. So it's like, oh yeah, it was. It came a out a, a little bit, just as a almost Sonic the Hedgehog esque buzz. Like, oh, here's this movie that. Is popular that isn't woke, and that it's just it's not. Okay. Yeah, everyone just kind. Of, I I didn't see it, but I think everyone kind of just heard it was okay. Oh, okay, because it you looked know? like an interesting concept that he's like an RPG, like a NPC that like kind of comes to life, you know, and just yeah. all of a sudden is like in a video game and can control it. And Asian girl says she enjoys Free Guy. Um, hmm. I, I think don't know. it was just one of those movies that kind of hit because it's like, hey, there's a movie to go see. And it's not yelling at us, and it's not a terrible remake, and the you can legitimately take your family to go see a movie and not be told you're a bigot. And so that, that because it's it was able something. to do that, you're like, oh, okay, this it's, it's a Sunday or a Saturday. Well, let's just go see Free Guy so we can get out of our house. And I, I think that happened. 
We'll see what happened with uh, Shang-Chi. Um, I do kind of want to see it. But I honestly, I got more recommendations that people say I should see The Raid. You're speaking of Raided. Oh, yeah. It, man, if yeah. I want to get my Kung Fu fix, and I, and I, I might end up watching those instead. Got to watch both of those. Hmm. Even already Eric, knew it, man. Let's go. I've seen like scenes. Go ahead. Let's say Eric Hayes said uh, Gary Gary's gave it, uh, Gary's son gave it a 10 out of 10, but Gary did not rate it quite so high for free, uh. free guy. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, dude. It's kind of like, it's just what's just, I, I just don't, I have so little interest in anything new, you know? Yeah. Like I, I enjoy talking about culture and I enjoy talking about like, like I, you know, I still think it's important to talk about how fucking much they're ruining everything. You know what I mean? I think that all really matters. Um, but, but when it just comes from like, just being a fan, like just being like wanting entertainment, there's so little I actually want to see. Me too. And honestly, I've said, like, you know, in a weird way, thank God it's woke because otherwise it wouldn't even be interesting because it's, there's not right. good stuff being made in, in lieu of wokeness. And, and like like we're talking about with the, with, the, with Free Guy or any, mm-hmm. anything that's a moderate success, it's just like, hey, could you stand up straight and be a film mm-hmm. for 90 minutes? We'll watch you because we don't get that anymore. We really I mean, don't. A, a lot of new movies I like this year, like like uh, Godzilla versus Kong. It was like, well, it's out and it's, you know, or say, we, we talked about Suicide Squad. I don't know if we talked about that on air or, or before air, because uh, you you saw that for a second time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I liked it, but I had a lot of issues with it as well. Right. I mean, I was like right in the middle where there were things I really liked and things that just annoyed the fuck out of me. But it was like, well. It it stood up straight. It it was a movie. It didn't call you a bigot. It didn't. I mean, it was a race, but it it didn't hit you over the head with wokeness. It's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like that. Like my standards sucks. Was going that's what's you know, and that's when you go back and watch these '90s movies, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like yeah. this movie is great, and I'm not like not from pure nostalgia because some of them I hadn't seen, or I even had like a kind of a poorer memory of it until I watch these movies. I'm like, Oh my God, that was incredible. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the bar is so much lower now in entertainment. Like you think there'd be this Renaissance, like this just flood of genius. And like, I just can't be bothered. I can't, I can't, I can't be bothered with any of it. Like, I just, I don't care. Like watching the uh, Witcher movie was great. Yeah. That was I really fun. Like that. But I, I haven't, I cannot remember the last time I was into a series. Oh, last time I was into a series. If you're talking about into an active series, for me, I can't be Boardwalk Empire. That's too far back. I mean, it's way too far the back. Expanse for me. Okay. Now, but now that's crazy. fucked. Now that's fucked. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and it used to be, I feel like just, just like four or five years ago, I always had a series I was watching. Yeah. I always had something. I always was following up on some new show or checking out this or checking out that, or you got to watch this show. And there was this plethora of content. Like now, I, nothing interests me. And and even some of the things that are kind of borderline, like, like I wanted to watch Narcos. And then I saw Pedro Pascal's mm-hmm. in it. And I'm like, you know, that guy's a dick. <laughs> that guy's, you know, 
part of like what makes you know the is the antagonism between fans and and creators and it's like i don't i don't want to look at that guy for 10 hours mm. you know it's like the for me and i don't mean to be a pessimist i'm not trying to be a cynic who's just like i'm but it's so difficult for me to even like try some of this stuff where i'm just like yeah but you know what fuck you yeah you know yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that somebody said invincible. That's something that's current. I still have not mm. checked out because I'm, but a lot of people like, and I think the I longer, like, the more time I've had, like since I watched it, the more I think it was actually really woke. Ah, uh, like at least at least has that pessimism about your heroes, you know. Like it doesn't necessarily say you know America's bad or whatever, but there is this kind of basically like. It's not that it's it's Superman, but it's not Superman. You know what I mean? And like how he's actually mm-hmm. this narcissist and it just, you know, there's like the Tanahishi Coates reference. And then like the like the girlfriend's main issue with with uh, Invincible is that, you know, he's doing superhero work like behind her back and she's bothered that he wasn't on. It's just it's like it's just bullshit. Yeah. So I, the longer I've had with that movie, the, the, that show, the more I'm like, no, that's just that comes out of the same like um, think tank that comes out of the same yeah. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people get though you for not watching Narcos. They, yeah. They're saying even, even with Pascal. I'm sure. Send your diddle. Hey, buddy, what's going on? He said, if you don't watch Narcos because Pascal's an idiot, something is wrong with you. It's not that it's not that I'm like taking some some hard stance on it where I'm just like, no, I won't. Well, not like one of those people, but I am like, I'm just like, ugh. I just don't have like the energy, you know what I mean? To like, to like, I, it's like, I don't want to do you any fucking favors. You know what I mean? You can't even be civil to to me or people who disagree with you in public. Like, well, I'm going to spend time. I'm going to spend hours watching your shit. It's like, no, man, I'll go back and watch Predator. Yeah, that's you the know? thing. I, or I just watch YouTube. I could just. Yeah. I can burn so much time with random YouTube videos. Like mm-hmm. I could go through days and days of my life just watching, uh, getting down a rabbit hole of a subject on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and, I'll listen or listen to podcasts, or listen to podcasts or audio books, mm-hmm. or there's more entertain or playing a video game. Mm-hmm. There's more entertainment options ever to, than ever before. Yep. So, like, if you just come with something lackluster, sometimes that's all I, all I need because I'm just in the mood to watch something. But otherwise, it's like I I don't need to watch this, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. And if you've already pissed me off, or you've done something, or you you just spend something a certain way, it's like uh, I gotta take the time or effort. I I rather I could spend this two hours watching whatever you know, twelve or thirteen. 10 minute YouTube videos and be just as entertained than sitting watching your, your, your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I just, I don't want to give you the fucking satisfaction. I don't want to, I don't want to mentally go there where you are. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather listen to someone who doesn't resent me as their fan. Yeah. I would. I'd rather listen to Gary. I'd rather listen to Ryan Long. I'd rather listen to, you know, Jim Norton or 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 go watch, like I said, a movie from the '90s or whatever. Like, it's something I grew up with, something I can trust. Like, I just, I'd rather, I just, it's, 
it's kind of like, and I have a very personal point of view with Hollywood because I was just there for so long as an individual, yeah. you know what I mean? So I kind of resent them on an, on an extra level, but it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I just get exhausted. And I, I feel like the whole system, like, is this conglomerated thing and they, you know, it's like, they don't even do a good job getting me the thing that I do want. Like, it's like, Every these one of these streaming services, whether it's Netflix, like Netflix is like, hey, here's this show you'll like, and here's this movie you'll like. And I'm like, I don't, I know I don't like that. I don't want to watch it. I've scrolled past that every single time I've turned on Netflix. <laughs> I've scrolled right past it, and you have not included that in your algorithm at all. And it's like, uh, you know, or I'll go, I'll go on HBO Max and I'll be scrolling to H, and then the whole thing freezes. And I'm like, what, what is this? And then it's also like, I know all you people share this SJW fucking mindset. So even on some level, when you're giving me what you want, you kind of resent me for it. It's like, Grr! I, I kind of just don't want to be fucking bothered. I don't want to be bothered. I just, ultimately, I kind of just want to be done with you. I, I think a lot of people have that mindset when it comes to entertainment and again even outside of the wokeness and the hatred and they're not telling good stories they're not telling right. engaging stories they're not coming up with an original characters they're not even doing original franchises uh a fucking cover monday you know they're doing a, a, a remake of the wonder years and of course it's with a black cast in the 60s mm -hmm. it's like well why are you calling this the wonder years then why not come up with jones story oh well then i don't know why I don't know. I don't know why you have to call it the Wonder Years, but that's what you do. Yeah, and, and we do a Turner and Hooch. I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, a story set in the '60s with a black family, written in, uh, you know, by Hollywood people, will just be about family. It'll just be about the trial and tribulations. I'm sure it won't have any social relevance. I'm sure it won't have any ham-fisted racial messages. I'm sure it'll just be a, a, a just a feel-good TV show. You, you want to know what the worst part is? We actually watched the trailer. It starts off with that potential. Oh, this could actually be an end. Oh, yeah. Now it's fucking Remember the Titans. Okay. And a worse version of Remember the Titans. I was saying, Remember the Titans is a good fucking movie. It's a really good movie. And it's actually, um, that's got a complex racial message because it's like, yeah. he's like Denzel Washington's character is too hard on the black guys. Yeah. He's brutal and to them. And and then, but then the, the white guys kind of coddling them, and it's like this interesting dichotomy. It's a, it's a, that's a good movie. Yeah, but I mean, they just went into like, oh, here's a race because it's like the little league baseball team needs to be integrated, and then it becomes this racial. It's like, I there was some actual interesting like, you got you guys are proving you could have made like a charming show about a black family if you wanted to. You're just like ah, but we got to but the racism. Yeah, okay. I mean they did. Yeah. They had the show "Fucking Family Matters." <laughs> one of those successful shows. It's for a like great a show. Love that show. I watch Family and, Matters every week. Yeah, and or, or the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, Fresh Prince, like of course, great. And like they would touch on social issues, but the whole thing wasn't about racial division and why you know you have it bad because white people are evil like it's not and that's going to come into almost everything they write it, and you're just like you're like i don't care as sentient dildo says stop caring about what tarted actors think like i don't care about your opinion matt <laughs> <laughs> thank you Sentient uh, Dildo. stay thanks, gold buddy. pony boy stay, stay gold. gold pony boy um it's not just the actors man it's not the actor because it's like i i like I don't know when I was just being around them for so long and you just start to feel out like who they really are. Like they are, they are ultimately not, not down to the last man, but as a whole, 
are kind of our elitists um, in the sense that they like to be in their pretty with their pretty people and their and their wealthy people like walls, you know, with the exclusivity mm-hmm. and, you know, and then everyone who's not there desperately wants to be. So they kind of emulate that behavior mm. without actual, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's no just like based, just like, they're like, fuck all this. You know what I mean? But they're still like scroll. Like if, if you're around Hollywood, you got to like, oh gosh, you know what I mean? And then there's people like, they're like, yes, kiss my ring. It's just, it's all that time. And now having mm-hmm. like the separation and then seeing just how big the public meltdown is and how callously they do destroy the things that I love. It, it, ultimately, it just, it just, it's like, I almost feel it's like, how do, it's like it's like uh it's like going back to like a job that like screwed you out of money and you're mm-hmm. like yeah i get income out of here but this residual loathing that i have for you it's like it's just it's like a haze over everything it's hard to yeah, get rid it eats of. at you it mm-hmm. eats at you and man it's, it's funny you mention that about how hollywood is and i cannot remember what the fuck i think it was something talking about animation or something they're just talking about oh no no nah, i can't remember it was actually talking about the comic book writers mm-hmm. and just talking about how the artistic class in general back in the 60s maybe even as late as the 70s early 80s were just guys who were creatives they, they either drew their comics or they were actors and they went home to their wives and kind of had a even if they weren't working class per se they had a working class mentality and at some point the artist artistic class became these like waffly you know what i mean like artistes who were too big for themselves and yeah. too thought too much of themselves and their own like quirky class and then somehow you know even years later that be- they became the i don't know what you want to call them the cultural tastemakers or cultural gatekeepers maybe it's a better word for what is acceptable and constantly pr- pushing stuff even more progressive but th- the main thing was just like at one point you know Jack Kirby was a guy who just drew and then went home to his wife mm-hmm. and was a normal person otherwise. And the creators, the creators who created a lot of the stuff that we love were like normal people living lives whose job was X, Y, and Z instead of this like got it up, artist, creative, whatever the hell they've become now. Well, and also entertainers in general were kind of considered scum. You know, like mm. you would go and see them, but like show people like you like they were kind of looked down yeah. upon, you know. So and there was this I'm not saying that that's the right way to do it either. But there's something about the way Hollywood manufactured celebrity and how much money, like how much that motivates the like their income that kind of has this manufactured like out of balance worship we have of these people that I think mm-hmm. has a lot to do with this, too. Not just like the wokeism. It's it's the. It's like this, this, it's like a sales pitch, you know, for the entire country or in the world, really, that you kind of like, I don't know, like once you just sort of, once you just feel like you're being pitched, you know, it's like, it's like you, you, there's a product you really like and you go out and buy it and it sucks. And you're like, oh, they lied. And you feel like, I don't want to, uh, then I'm done with this product. I don't want to go, you know what I mean? I I don't want to buy that thing again. Like, that's how I feel a lot about Hollywood, where it's just like, I've been pitched and, or it's like, or maybe it's more like Apple where I've been pitched and then it used to be great. And I used to love it. And it was my favorite thing. And now you're like, it's overpriced. It does, doesn't perform as well. You know, it's like, it's not the thing it used to be, but I'm also stuck with you. Cause it's like, Oh, all my things are integrated with you. And it's like, Oh shit. Like, fuck now I resent you instead of like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, some, there's some parallel there. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of Apple. But yeah, there is something where it's just like, well, because Hollywood has, they they have, yeah, I actually spoke about this a few days ago. They have a cultural monopoly, even when there Great are multiple point. companies, but there's still one Hollywood. Yep. There's still one way of do thing, doing things. There's still one way of getting things funded. There's still one Hollywood, even if there's a, a Disney and a Warner and a Paramount, and maybe they're all owned by tech companies, whereas Amazon and, and Microsoft, whoever. But they, there's still one Hollywood. So no matter what, we're not going to get anything different. Well, my, my thing is, the un, until we have more creators who are creating independent stuff, and I, I always th- talk, harp on the fan fiction stuff, like the mm-hmm. fan fiction movies, once we have fan fiction movies of non-mainstream things, rather it's you know Young Ripper's doing his own comic book verse, or you know Kai has done a book, mm-hmm. and I know that maybe seeing Pie in the Sky, but whoever it is, once we have people who are creating content for them, and they're just like, hey, let's just make that an official thing. Like if you bring the same sort of um, energy. Um, that a lot of fans bring. We talked about this with the fucking Cowboy Bebop. All these fans have better costumes than the Cowboy Bebop. So mm-hmm. once you have that same energy for things that don't belong to Hollywood and can be made official, and can, that's when we'll start to get a variance. There has to, like, I know a lot of people, I, I've said this to a lot of our guests, a lot of them are like, I don't know, I don't think it's going to happen. It's like, well, okay, if it doesn't, then what? Because we're not going to get good content out of Hollywood. Right. Unless they just beat our standards into submission, maybe they will. Birds mm. of Prey is good now. I don't know. Maybe in twenty, maybe by twenty twenty three, I'll get Birds of Prey because I'll be beaten into submission by wokeness. I don't know. Like, like it got so bad, like because yeah. like the way we look back on like you know nineties movies that were kind of like middle of the pack, you're like that's amazing. Like yeah. we'll go and like like movies that are bad now will be like, oh, actually that was pretty good. No, Birds of Prey had some great point. Like maybe we'll just our our taste will be so smattered. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, look, I mean, it's tough. And here's right. I think it's tough because I'm also not the type of person to leap at something until like, I've heard about it a few times. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I'm hesitant like that. I'm, I'm absolutely where they say, you know, you, someone needs to see something seven times before they buy it. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm very much that unless it's like something super specific that I know I love. Like the first time I ever saw the matrix, I was like, fuck yeah. Like I knew it. Yeah. But for the most part, I do need to hear about it more than once before I'm willing to jump even things that are already successful. So I can't imagine I'm alone in that. I can't imagine. I I don't think you are. So it's like that. I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just like, I'm just like, and like, what is like, how do we, I don't know. I guess it would just have to be, no matter what it is, it would just have to actually be really good. Yes. It, something really good has to happen. It, it has to happen multiple times. You need a movement. I, I do think, I get that Hollywood movies, and I get why they are very expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Each each skill set, I've been watching, I talk about random YouTube videos. I've been watching stuff on like the uh, people who score Hollywood and just like the effort and all, everything it takes. It's really involved, really involved. Extraordinarily. Because you, you have, you know, 
orchestras and different stages, bringing out time and all this other stuff. And it, it's a very involved. They, they talk about how small the budgets are, so they're churning stuff out as quickly as they possibly have assistance. And, and this is just one part of one movie. This is not the color grading. This is not the you know what I mean. Every mm-hmm. other aspect of it, we had uh, R and B. He talks about the pre edits he does, where another person takes those edits, and it's unreal. It's an unreal amount of. Uh, of effort and it's there's a certain expense that has to be incurred to get a film or a tv done and it's how low can that be done and realistically and i do not know the answer to that question um, well it depends because there's ways like you just described you know like you need an orchestra for a score and you do you did but there's electronic options where yeah vigilante you could do it you know what i mean like yeah i'm sure you have the equipment to do it you know, I what do you, do. you know what I mean? So it's like, well, how much was your time worth to get a score out of you? You know what I mean? Versus like, even if it's high, it can't be as high as an orchestra full of people. Plus, you know, some producer or some, uh, you know, conductor who gets an incredible exorbitant fee because look, let's be honest. John Williams is Jaws Jaws without John Williams is Star yeah. Wars Star Wars without John Williams. Like those guys are incredibly valuable. Yeah. So it's like they, you know, they have a high premium. But then the thing about the entertainment industry is everything has a high premium. Everybody. Like if you're a good grip, you have a high premium. If you're a good, yep. you know, whatever, like pretty much anything that's like a union job comes. It's, inc- it's so expensive. It's every and then renting is so expensive. Everything is just cost money and money and money and money. So it's like you got to be savvy, knowledgeable, hardworking, diligent and, you know, kind of delusional. To, yeah. to you know what I mean to like go out on your own and make your own film content, but I mean, look, it has been done and it can continue to get done. How did it happen in the seventies and the nineties? I, I, like, because I mean, it still was not cheap, relatively speaking, to get a movie made in the seventies, and there was not as much technology available as far as cameras and lighting and the information on how to do it, where you can. But like, it still but got there done. wasn't. There really wasn't a lot of independent film back then. Mm. Like there really wasn't like European Fair. films get they they basically get uh, subsidized by the government. Uh-huh. There's a lot of art grants in Europe that we don't have here. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like like, for instance, like I taught this guy, I think he was in Germany. He's like, if you want to be an actor in Germany, you just go do it. Like you go to a theater, like you go to college or whatever, and then you go to a theater that's like subsidized by the government and you get paid. You get a salary to work there and like you know you you know you don't just act all day long you know you're part of a theater company but like you'll do stuff in like you know whatever behind the scenes you'll write one day you'll act you know you're part of a theater company but you get you can do it you can get paid to do it Mm. whereas here like in in america like unless your parents or you're subsidizing you or you have some kind of money somewhere like you, most of it, it's just volunteer. You're just trying to get some money here and there, which is like incredibly difficult. Um, yeah. So, so I, that was a whole tangent, but it's just like that. Like there are more subsidies in Europe, and then here it would be just like the industry, like mm-hmm. what, however they made movies. Like uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Cassavetes, uh, John Cassavetes. He started the independent, mm-hmm. like is credited with starting the independent film movement in uh united states but it's so incredibly rare and he was already like an established hollywood guy like it it wasn't something you could do until recently is what the answer i see what you're saying okay yeah i guess i'm thinking of like movies with smaller budgets in the 70s and the 90s something like oh i think we've talked about desperate oh no i think desperado had a big budget what's one of robert rodriguez movies did not have that big of a budget el mariachi 
El Mariachi itself, yeah. the original. Yeah. So yeah, like that, something like that got to be made and got to be a thing. I don't think it's the original t- clerk. I, I know it was probably one in a trillion. I get it. It's not even that. It's just you still need distribution. You mm. still need to get it in front of people's faces, and that's the tough part. Because it's like so that's the bottleneck, really. Yeah, is getting it, and and that's a huge bottleneck now because there's like, like we but, just talked about. There's such there's such choice. So like if you're on on Insta scam, and you hear about this hot independent movie, like how could it even move the needle enough for you to care? Right. Like if you're a Rogan, you could probably get yeah. it done. You know, I mean, if Rogan made a movie, he could probably get it done and, you know, make the money, like, wherever that... But the thing is, like, where are you going to see it? Online? Like, are you going to, you know, charge people $5 a watch or something like that? Like, how do you... Yeah, you know, and is that going to make back your budget? Like, is that... You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, like, you don't... Under, we underestimate, like, the far-reaching influence that Hollywood has. So it's like, when you see a poster of Black Widow in your city... There's also one in every major city in America, and you know what I mean, yeah. in the hundreds, and it's like it's also they're running ads. You're aware of it. It's in the like it becomes it's this sort of ever present thing. If you're you're talking about like even if you have a million followers on the internet, like that is a tiny tiny little fraction compared to the yeah. amount of eyes that. Ho- so it's like how do you get that in front of people to justify even a fraction of the cost of a Hollywood film? Like that's where that's where the the this that's where the trouble comes up. Yeah. But like Hollywood can't even justify it now either. Like they can, it's getting harder and harder for them to justify uh, the budgets that they to what it's. I don't know how you justify a two hundred million dollar movie anymore. Not at the not after Endgame. I don't think they can either. I think that's why they pushed everything back. But I don't know, like if you know tomorrow. I, obviously, there would be like if this actually happened, there would be kind of a uh, an immediate boost. But if tomorrow the coof just disappeared into the ether, it went back into a black hole, and you know the hero changed his timeline to where everything was better. Like I still think there's such an enormous amount of humans who are not going to go to the movie. Like you said, even before, I think the 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 curse of the MCU is it made only those big movies relevant. And so most people, you know, a lot of theaters were struggling in between Marvel movies to make money because there was nothing to, to that galvanized people to watch. So I don't see how you could then say, okay, we're going to put $200 million behind this and it'll automatically get, you know, the, the billion dollars back for us to justify. I don't see any movie doing that anymore. And if it does, it's a, it's a, it's a rarity. It's not going to be the rule like it was. Yeah, I mean, that... You know, if they would just follow the economics, it might create like a really interesting future for Hollywood, because I think even if normies don't realize it, they're over uh, like these giant overblown big budgets. I mean, if every single thing you see is like end of the world and there's some giant space station crashing and big robot, like it's it just it's draining. You know, it's like if everything you watch, you know, it's just like gets exhausting. It's like action movies, like yeah. action movies ran their course because after a while you're like, all right, you know, I don't need to see another muscly guy throw an axe through a guy's head. You know, it's just like I, <laughs> it's all I've been watching for 15 years. You know, it's like I please yeah. need something different. So it's like this could give them an opportunity for mid mid budget movies. That would be pretty interesting. Like, you know, some of my favorite movies are not very expensive. Like, you know, like Pulp Fiction is not a very expensive movie. Like yeah. uh, layer cake is not a very expensive movie, like relative to the industry. Um, mm-hmm. 
So it's like, you know, if they were to encourage movies like that, you know, who knows what we could get. But like, I think Cameron Pasha, when he came on, he explained to us, it's like, they don't care. Like they're, they're just like big money, big money, big money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I kind of feel like they're going to have to care because I just, again, they're not going to get those returns. They're going to have to figure out, okay, you know, somebody just mentioned office space. We're going to need movies that cost under $50 million to be Great. made. They totally abandoned comedies. They totally abandoned chick flicks. Mm-hmm. If Hollywood has totally abandoned soul genres of movies in, in order to try to make the next Guardians of the Galaxy or the next, you know, Marvel, you know, everybody even tried their own MCU. Remember they had the fucking Monsterverse? Oh, yeah. Monsterverse, yeah. And it's like, it, it didn't work. No. And it, it, the, this concept of the big budget action movie is not viable anymore economically because I don't think you're going to constantly get those returns. You, yeah. There's a few that may hit, but I mean, if you looked at what the MCU did, they hit for such an incredible streak of movies as far as money goes that the, I think they distorted Hollywood's view. And even DC, you know, a lot of those movies that everyone kind of hates, like Batman versus Superman and Suic- the first Suicide Squad, they made a lot of fucking money. Even the first Justice League still made like $700, $800 million. And so they they just got used to like, oh, man, we only made $800 million of our, oh, man, we, what are we doing wrong? They got used to just an incredible run of success over the past four or five years with, uh, the box office. I mean, you still got you know Ghostbusters 2016, but like for the most part, I mean, how these movies made a lot of money. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it's like you look at a movie like The Suicide Squad, which is a violent you know like action movie or you know comic book movie that's kind of like yes, yeah, an overblown comic movie, but it's still. I guess it's trying to be a little different or at least it's trying to have a slightly different characterization. You know, it's more, it's like Deadpool. Like when that happened, it was just this phenomenon. They're like, Oh my God, this is like totally, but I just looked at the box office mojo on that film and it was $185 million budget. It says, which is insane, but it's only made right now worldwide, 155 million. So it's lost 30 million and, you know, probably much more than that. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, now they're not going to, they're not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, the violence doesn't well, sell. We, we, here, we pro- Here's the proof. Well, I mean, shit, even like I, something with Black like Black Widow, they probably are still in the hole. I, I don't know what their reported budget is, but when you add marketing, and like I said, it was a second marketing cycle technically because of last year. I, I can't imagine it costs out the door like $400 million or, or or less. Like maybe mm-hmm. that's round amount marketing and production and so you need to really make it, it because you're not trying to buy for one and, and sell for a dollar ten you're really trying to you know buy for one sell for two you really need to make 800 million so you can feel like okay we've doubled our profits yeah or doubled our in, in, income instead of just making like 380 or whatever it's at well that's why i said hours. like whatever like the solo movie like that's why they say solo lost money it's like yeah technically the money that they came in was more than the budget, but it's not more than the advertising and it's not more than all the back end stuff yeah. they got to pay out. So it's like, again, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a weird time for content, man. And it's like, as much as, you know, we're on here talking about this, it's like, I feel like there's never been a bigger divide between the creatives and the fans than there are, there is right now. Yeah. And I don't think they know 
what we want. And I'm not sure. I mean, we know what we don't want, but I'm not sure if we know like what's the like what's good. Like we like what could do another Marvel or even another Game of Thrones, another thing that galvanized culture to a major extent. I feel like they've mm-hmm. they've kind of destroyed all that. Like it's it's all it's all gone. I don't know how you could ever do that again. I don't know how you could ever. I don't know a show or movie series to be as popular as those those ones again. I have. I don't. I don't know. Like it would have to be something kind of just like aggressively, not. I don't. I don't even know how to do because it's like now it's like the the way they do everything in Hollywood. Like there's a movie coming out now called Cop Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was like, what's that? And then I kind of looked it up and I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds all right. But it has um, Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo in it, right? You know, and they're like, mm-hmm. one's, a, one's this guy, the other's like an assassin checking him out, you know? And then it, and they're trying to, trying to, you know, kill him or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then on the poster is your strong, diverse female, like, cop, like, lead cop girl. You're just like, like it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with her being in the movie, but it just now I'm like, uh, you know, now I'm like, I was interested for a second and now I'm just like, eh, what proportion of this is going to be like empowerment? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you know what? It could be no zero percentage, but just at the fact that they market it like that, it just yeah. makes you think that it's coming. Well, and she's got short hair. Yeah, you know, and she's she's like the t- she's like in the marketing, she's the tough looking cop chick, and you're like, oh, God, you know okay. what? Just we've, shove we've it up never your seen ass. This before. And this is thing, completely original. It's like it's the thing is like there are we as men like we have there's there's a percentage of times where we enjoy like a tough female like character like Ripley, you know, from Aliens, or you know, uh, Linda Hamilton from uh, from Terminator or whatever. There's all that stuff. They're kind of. Is it, is it, does it, do I need it in everything? No, no, for the most part, no, I don't. And how many women out there really are just always on the lookout for a tough female like action movie? And they're just like, oh, finally, now I just have this abundance. All I've wanted my whole life is more action and women in it. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't believe this audience exists, but it's, it's un, it's intrinsic now with movies. Like you, you, you can't even, you can't not have it. Otherwise, it's you know, bigotry or whatever. Well, women need to see themselves empowered by by being in these spaces. That's why you, you bigot. Oh, my mistakes. W- women see themselves in these spaces now. They do. Duh. Money, money printing. Let's ju- let's take away chick flicks, the things that women already like and enjoy. Let's let's show how empowered they are by putting them in obvious male spaces and getting rid of all the bigots. And then I, I watched uh, Vigilant. Oh, sorry, I watched uh, Critical Drinker's video yesterday, and he says uh, he was like about the old guard, which is a really good video. But he's like, "What's with the trend of also giving these strong female characters boys' names? Like yeah. they, na- they name the character Andy. So it's like they they do everything that but make the character a guy. Gender bending, maybe." The yeah. transgender, maybe a subtle nod to the transgender agenda that way. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Burnham and yeah, you're right about the always male name. 
I mean, that was critical drinker's point, but he's right. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like this whole thing. And it's like forcing it in there all the time. You're like, ah, you know, now, now I don't want to give it a chance. I know it's bigoted. Like I know that that truly is like prejudice because I'm prejudging it based on the fact of who it's included. Yeah. But it's, but I'm just like, nah, I don't, you know, like I said, this movie cop shop, I'm going to need a lot of people being like, it's really good before I'll, yeah. I'll spend time on it, you know? Yeah, and, and you probably won't get that because I was this many days old when I knew the, the movie even existed. So, like, I, until this conversation here, I didn't know it existed. And the director has not directed anything that I even... That's... Although, I guess people like Smoke and Aces. I do like Smoke and Aces. Same director. Okay, that's pretty good. Joe Carnahan? Carnahan? Huh. Like smoking aces. Yep. I know they made a couple of them, but the first one's pretty good. Yeah, so he directed that. He also he's a producer of the Blacklist, uh State of Affairs. That was okay, I guess. Fight World. I don't know. Did you see the Blacklist? I didn't like I I've got like five I don't know how many episodes into the first season I got and I uh, gave up. It was about well, like episode nine. I was like, all right, I'm done. It sounded like a charming premises, a charming premise, but uh, it's a procedural, right? A little, yeah, yeah. I don't watch procedurals. Like, I, I don't mean to be like a twat about it. No, but it's just you're like, not. I don't. Uh, you know, oh, we got to wrap up the story by the end of the episode. Is like, why, why, why is this? I don't like. It's just. It seems that seems like from a bygone era is that style of television. <laughs> yeah, it. it kind of, I mean, it kind of is. I mean, what is it? Villain of the week. Television mm-hmm. blacklist is fun, kind of. It just it started off. It has such an interesting premise, and then it just kind of leads into it. And just there's something about like there was this era where like okay, all this good stuff was happening on HBO, mm. and then like regular TV wanted to try to be edgy, but they yes. this regular TV stink on them. Perfect. And the blacklist is from that era yeah. where they're like, we're trying to be edgy, like AMC and HBO too, but we're we just had the same formula. This is basically but, another law and order. But we're still selling soap. So we have yeah. To make, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and they did that with House. Yeah, that's another one. You know, you got this really strong actor, you know, Hugh Laurie, who's like, and he's really you know, playing and he's abrasive, but it's it's the same show every episode where like there's this disease no one understands. All the doctors try things, he insults them. Then he figures it out. He doesn't know what it is, and then by the end, he figures it out. Every episode, yeah. just like how, why, how, why is that interesting? I don't understand why that is an interesting thing. It's like if I already know what's going to happen to the letter, how is that a compelling watch? I don't, I don't get it. It, it it's compelling until you realize you're going to know. Until you get to, ep- uh, to season three, you're like, oh shit, this has been the same thing. And I guess the side plots are supposed to be compelling. Like somebody's gonna get pregnant by somebody that they shouldn't, and then you go, "Oh, I can't believe that happened." So that the the side plots kind of keep you going. There's a new James Bond trailer out. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not. Want to watch it? Yeah, let's let's see. Yeah. How's James Bond gonna exist? Like, I can't imagine this movie unless they're completely able to fool normies, which they might be able to. They can very well trick trick normies out of their pennies. To get into the movie, but I don't see how James Bond survives in this post woke era, where I mean, he's a he he's a British white guy 
who fucks a bunch of women and kills brown people and is celebrated for it. But he doesn't, he does. right? I mean, isn't that thing he doesn't do that anymore? Like he doesn't sleep around. And also like in the last, didn't he get like his cues from women now or something like that? Isn't that like the whole thing? Something. I mean, the, I mean, the fucking, the, the, the latest James Bond has been a complete simp. Fucking uh, Craig. Yeah. He's not been a good James Bond. That's what people say. He was beloved at first. Because the very first movie he did was good. It was it's probably the, one of the better ones of the uh, the past 10, 15 years, 20, whatever it's been. And then from there, he just was just nothing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's watch the trailer. See what we yeah, like. Yeah, see what happens. Bond, any son can kill. I have to know I can trust you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. Wait a second. Aren't these all clips from the other previous movie? ones? Yes, they are. Yeah. Why are they showing clips from other movies in this movie? They're just, they're Is trying it... to trick normies out of their panties. Okay. That's weird. Honestly, for a second, I, for a second, I thought it was for like a box set and I was, and I was clicked on the wrong trailer. It was, no, it's for the movie. <laughs> like, Okay. Because wow. this movie sucks and those other movies kind of suck too, but they suck less. So. Yeah, it's like when they did that with Star Wars where they had like, oh, and they like they're like leading up to the last movie, they showed you clips from the original ones to make you feel like this was the culmination of the entire yep. story. And it's like you've nope, that ain't working. That ain't working. You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone. Oh, boy. We used to be able to get into a room with the enemy. Now they're just floating in the ether. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. Oh my god, target enough people. And the people become the weapon. Who is he? James, you don't know what this is. James Bond. License to kill. With Madeline Swan, I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body, and life is all about leaving something behind, isn't it? Come on, Bond. Where the hell are you? Nothing left to save. I have to finish this. You have a flow like this. No. Nope. 
They're trying to trick normies, man. And I was going to say something like, oh, man, they didn't even have a old girl in there. And, of course, she immediately learns how to fly something. I was just going to say, and she's the pilot. Great. Now that she's the pilot, you ever flow with these? Nope. And then it immediately flies. All right. Thank you for that. I was just thinking, oh, you know what? This this trailer didn't have any wokeness. And then, like, no, we do. Yeah, we do. But it didn't bother me that, like, she said, nope. Like, it's like. Like, like objectively, because like that, that's a typical thing in action movies, right? You know what I mean? It's like, well, I've never flown one of these before. So you're just like, oh, like it adds to the tension. That's fine. But it's like the idea that she's saying it and she's the one and he's and he's the passenger. You're like, James Bond is getting <laughs> like, really? Like, OK, like it just I don't know. And it also seems like really serious and self-righteous. Like, like he's I mean, I guess Bond always saves the day, but. I don't know. It, it doesn't. Man. It doesn't feel totally. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, honestly, that's been an entire Daniel Craig series to me. It's always no time to waste. No time. Plenty of time to waste. It's always wanted to be Jason Bourne since Daniel Craig has been James Bond. Shut the fuck yeah. up, sentient dildo. You got like you don't know if you can watch this. Craig said that he, he wants to fight the patriarchy or something. You, none of that. You're just a, you're above that all the time. You you never you can be like no. I, I'll watch Brie Larson's new movie. Why not? She doesn't annoy me. Really? Come on. You know it. It bothers you. You're just trying to bust my balls. Oh man. I I it just. I, I the whole point of that trailer was to to make normies to say, oh, there's some cool stuff and it looks serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if what's gonna happen to James Bond. Yeah, and they, they were watch. going nostalgia baiting with the old Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, they're doing everything they can say. Oh, there's James Bond stuff, but then there's like illogical stuff. So he was just ready to just at first, you know, he, he's in that car with the girl. And they're getting shot. And I think he's like, okay, this car can take it. And then when the guy brings out like a fucking, like, I don't know what the fuck gun it is. I'm not a gun expert. Don't yell at me gun guys. But he brings a bigger gun that seems to be more powerful. And then it's her scream that gets him to go, oh, right, let me, I'm really in the Batmobile. So let me actually like fight back. Like, what? Yeah. Wouldn't like immediately you'd be like, okay, I'm going to fight back at the people shooting at me. Well, the way it was uh, framed, it looked like he was suicidal. Like he was just yeah. like, "All right, I'll just wait until this car blows up, and that'll be that." And then she's like, "And he's like, oh, okay." Like it's like, "Oh, I needed your cue or something." Like why did why did that snap him out of it? And then he just, "Oh, okay, then I'll do it." It's like, what was the plan if she didn't scream, James? Like yeah, if she was like ready to die too, like all right, I guess this is it. Yeah, like I don't. I don't know what that was. Go- what was going on just there? Hold like, your hair like Thelma and Louise. Like, what was the go- what was the plan? Yeah, like that was supposed to be cool, and it's like it wasn't. It was confusing, off-putting. Man. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big Bond guy in general, so it's, I'm not like I'm not lost. But it just like I said, it's all folded up into the destruction of the culture and the removal. And I like James Bond, man. I, I, James Bond is what it is. It's <laughs> not like. Like James Bond's not supposed to be high art. It's not aiming for high art. It's just, it's a very like intentionally masculine film series. Mm-hmm. That's just cool. He get because he's not really a secret agent. No secret agent calls themselves James Bond. <laughs> Sorry, Rising DB Nine. Sorry, Red yes, DB, it's an Aston DB4. Martin, not a Jaguar. Sorry. Yes, they're Aston Martins. Even though I thought they may have done Jags. I thought they did have done both. But I know mainly they're known for that DB Four. No, but that car. Recently. 
that car is there, that yeah. classic car. Yeah. It's the DB. So, it's the DB4, and then they've used the DB9 and whatever else DB they're at. But like, it's just like they're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be exotic, where he goes to different places and does cool things and fucks cool women. And it's just a cool, fun time. It's not supposed to be this high art. You know, I, I thought it was it made a huge error after the very first Craig film, which was born-ish, but still had enough of the Bond overtones. They just went really hard into this fake uh, Jason Bourne thing, which was mm-hmm. never James Bond. And yeah. Then, yeah. Well, what's with the fucking James Bond being in love shit, too? Like, really? Yeah. Is that what part is of the character? That? Like, it's like each one of these movies is like, ah, oh, we found his weakness, the woman he loves. I'm like, since when? Like, I thought the whole point is that he's sort of like aloof to it all. Like, he doesn't yeah. ha- have these attachments, you know? And it's like, and the first one, he, like, he's after Casino Royale, he's all brooding because, like, his what his woman was killed. Oh, and like, they carry that in the next movie. You're like, oh, did you? T- why? Okay. And then yeah, this I didn't one. like that. And he's like, James Bond, you're in love with this lady. It's just like, whoa. I don't know. It's and also James Bond. Yeah, no. I don't know. It's just it all it all <laughs> sentient says bond is evolving into a simp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I it just seems like one less thing uh very in, that I'm not interested in in culture that I'm just not gonna watch. That's sad. Like I said, James Bond just supposed to be simple, masculine, fun. Fucks a bunch of women, mm-hmm. kills the bad guy. That's it. Like you, you, you talk. You asked about procedurals, so like why, why watch something where you know it's about? Well, I guess in the case of certain things like James Bond, it's just an old familiar like comfort food. Comfort food, yeah. Mm-hmm. Visual, audio, comfort food, and it, it, it's it already went awry, man. After that, that Casino Royale. What was the second one? Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Of Solace that, it was just like, what is this? Yeah, it's not what I ordered. Get this out of here. Not what I ordered. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. About I guess the comforting thing. I was kind of I was overlooking that when I when I forgot about the procedurals. There is something, uh, you know, comforting in the familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like if I turned on Opie and Anthony one day, you know, not that show's on the air anymore. But if I turned on Opie and Anthony one day and it was all really serious, and it was about like you know how the banks. Uh, you know, are overcharging interest in the Midwest. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need some consistency. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, you want to wrap it up, my friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. And a cold era with the last thought. James Bond was the equivalent of a male chick flick, basically. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right? There's nothing wrong with, like, something that's just, you know, unapologetically what it is. You know, it's like, okay, fine. You know, it's like, is that high art? Is that going to change? I don't know. Like, like, there's nothing wrong. I say pant that that's fine. I don't know what I'm trying yeah. to say, but that's fine. And now we don't get James Bond movies or chick flicks. Nobody's happy. So that's how. That's how exactly. It goes. No one's happy, and it's each other's fault. Um. All right. Well, that, thank you guys so much for watching today, Culture Crime Fighters. Uh, thanks, yeah. Jay Lafar, for coming on. That was yeah. Really thank fun. you, Jay. Appreciate appreciate um, you coming on. Hope we don't get assassinated. Don't want to get arcanceded. Do not want to get that. But he was a he was a good time. He was fun to hang out with. Um, and also uh, make sure you guys uh, to ch- make sure you check us out. Uh, the Culture Crime Fighters outside of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we're also we're on iTunes, Spotify and now Amazon Music, Amazon Podcast. Oh, wow. Just did that today. Just put that up there today. So, okay. yeah, if you guys could uh, give us a follow or if, you know, you want to just listen to us on the go and you don't have like YouTube premium. 
please check us out on those platforms. It's really a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So next week, I think we have Comics Division, right? Yeah, I believe Comics Division will be and it'll be on my channel. So if you want to see it, you got to sub to me. I think most of you are. But if you haven't, please give me a sub. And yeah. uh, we can do this all next week. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank <laughs> you guys for hanging out. Wave to Pedro. Never changed since you do. Never change, brother. Never change. Uh, thanks everyone for hanging out. Cold Era, Islington Girls, Sanchez Dildo, Rajesh, Punk Waddle, Captain Captain Spock, Ace Mr. Freeze, Red Shirt, uh, Eric K, Pop Culture Republic. Uh, everyone who was hanging out with us today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all on the next one. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs>